Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, uh, oh, geez, Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. That's a good bit. That was great. Uh, welcome in. It is episode number three of Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And I say three because I think in the past we used to call Steve Miggs our fourth mic. But the thing is, I'm starting to think he might be mic number three. Yeah. I'm starting to think that AJ might be mic number four and Miggs is truly mic number three. You know him from uh, Migs vs. the World of Wrestling and 99.9 KSW in Seattle and uh, the, the six wrestling companies that he now works for. And <laughs> and he's in a band. You, you know when, and, when Ultimo Dragon had like the J-Crown and he had the seven belts around him? I'm pretty sure that's going to be Migs oh in about a year. Oh, my God, dude. Like, it's out of control. Dude, why, do you ever like take a day off? How do you have time to be trying to make a baby when you're doing all this shit? Well, you know, I mean, meth is an amazing drug That's here in true. Seattle. That's it a helps good out point. a lot. I'm, I'm not the belt collector. Point. I'm the promotions collector. I just want to be a part of every promotion in Seattle. Oh, we love you, Steve Miggs. Of course, Defy, 1-2-3 Battle, the whole thing. My God. Or 3-2-1 Battle. When I say 1-2-3. <laughs> so, I, I, okay, I'm going to pull the curtain back for a second, all right? I'm a little, in a bad mood. I'm a little dejected today. I had a bit of a bad sexual episode now. I, uh, oh. I just got back late last night from Boston. I haven't watched wrestling at all this week. So if you ask me anything about what happened in wrestling, I don't well, know. Well, luckily we have picks. Yeah. I, I was in Boston this week, but it was great. I went to see uh, Dave Chappelle and Jon Stewart and uh, Michael Che the other night in Boston. So wow. I had a great time. Yeah, it was amazing. It was goddamn amazing. Um, and from everybody, everything that I've heard, it was way better than watching Raw. Um, well, yeah. So, hmm. so I, that's, I, I got in late last night. I'm tired. I got to go right back to work. This is one of those weird things where, like, normally you schedule a vacation around the weekend, right? But, like, we didn't do a vacation. We just did an up and back, essentially. We went up Monday morning. We came back Tuesday night to Boston. So, like, I had to get right back into the work week. There's no vacation mode. I got to get right back in. And then Aaron's like, we got some guy on the show this week. I don't even care. And I'm like, I, I just – and then AJ <laughs> says – I'm on the phone with you guys right now. You oh, yeah, sorry. About me like sorry, this. I keep forgetting. I'm so sorry, Mix. I'm so sorry. Then AJ says – yeah, yeah, one o'clock on Wednesday, all good, man. Because you know, that's what time Migs needed to do. And Migs, God bless him, is dead. He's got a hundred jobs. He's he's in a band. He's got stuff going on. He's he's carving out time for us. He's like, I can do one o'clock on Wednesday. AJ says, no problem. I'm all in. And then the Giants changed their schedule, so AJ's not here for the second straight week. And Aaron's like quitting this podcast and starting a new one. Yep. And I just don't. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Aaron. He's doing another wrestling podcast. I am doing. Migs would never do that. Migs is dedicated to this wrestling (laughs) podcast and no other wrestling podcast. You know it. Never. Never. Oh yeah. 
Miggs versus the World of Wrestling available on iTunes. But yes, Thank I'm you. 100%. Right. Yeah, yes, there we go. Do you think Steve podcast. Miggs is involved with Miggs versus the World of Wrestling? It's Bill Miggs. That's who does that podcast. Steve just happens right. to be a big fan. My dad. Yeah, yeah right. Bill. Is it really? Yes, that's, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's actually amazing. I'm really, I definitely, I, I've definitely I not been stalking you. It's gonna be an interesting podcast when I call and you guys are like, "Hey, how's it going?" Aaron's like, "How's it going?" I'm like, "Things are good." We just had a good ratings book, and the first thing I hear from Glenn, <laughs> not even, "Hey, Steve, how's it going?" It's, "Fuck you." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, how jealous I am of anybody who's ever answered that sentence by saying we had a good, good ratings rating. book." Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I got, I was number one in TSL. I was number one, and by like a large number, TSL in Phoenix. And you know what my uh-huh. reward was for it? We're flipping the station to hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Number one, babe. Number one TSL. It was the happiest I've ever been about a book, right? Like, I've had good books, you know what I mean? Like, I've had books that I was pleased with and all that, but number one TSL. And they said, oh, man, we're so happy that you did this. Uh, tomorrow we become a 1015 Jams, the Valley's Hip Hop and Hits. So great. So, do you want to stick around? Do you want to do an air shift or two on. Hit on, on 101.5 Jams. You can talk up Lean Like a Cholo, which was a song at that time. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not. I don't know. It, it's 2018. I have no idea what we're allowed to say anymore. Um, so, yeah. So, Miggs is successful. Aaron's doing other wrestling. Why are we doing this show if you're not even part of it anymore? My God. Actually, well, that would probably improve it now that I think about it. It's actually great news. Go enjoy your other podcast. Um, and AJ's not even bothering to show up. Well, it's just going to be me jerking off every week. That's all How's it's going to be. How's that any different? Well, that's fair. All right, fair enough. All right, as long as Mig- I still have Migs, I guess we're okay. Yep. I guess we're okay. So long yeah. as you're jerking off, I'm always here. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I love you. I love you so much. All right, so um, the that was a long way of me saying AJ is not going to be here. I don't know how we're going to do this. Maybe later on in the day when AJ gets out of practice, I'll let him buzz in with me and – We'll record his picks. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about this. But uh, the, the, we're going to do picks. We're going to do picks for the weekend with Migs. That's what we're going to do for the first two segments of the show. Uh, Migs, t- tell me to plug something. Plug what it is that you're doing so that I can uh, tell all, all these jamokes about it. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, just um, Migs versus the World of Wrestling, uh, the podcast I do, it, it's uh, almost every week. It just depends on what's going on. But uh, this week, uh, tomorrow I'll have Finn Balor on, so that'll be really cool. What the so, uh, f- are you fucking serious? <laughs> and that's the only reason why I brought it up. I started I today's show by off. saying "fuck you." We have hey. we have John Skyfall or some shit on the show today. <laughs> fucking next week will be Chavo Guerrero. Jo- and then, oh, okay. Uh, the week after that, Becky Lynch and I are getting together just to talk I, Pearl Jam. I it's going to be a lot I of fun. I hate you more than I will ever have words to describe about this, right? Like every right. now and then, I feel good about this show again. I'm like, man, you know what? Eric Bischoff was great. I'm glad we do this show because we had Eric and Aaron's like. By the way, Aaron had to duck out for a second, so I can I can say all this. Aaron's like, oh, Glenn, great news this week on the show. I got Jimmy Skyrim. We'll talk to him. The fuck, dude. The <laughs> fuck are we even doing? You're over here talking to Finn Balor and Becky Lynch and goddamn Chavo Guerrero about Glow. Oh my god. Although I do think we're getting uh, Migs. Are you a Sandlot guy by chance? A, a, a what? Are you a fan of the movie The Sandlot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Hamilton Porter from The Sandlot is a buddy of mine, and he happens to be on uh, this season of uh, Glow as well. So uh, we'll have him. That's what we've got. That's, Dude, that's awesome. That's what, yeah, it is great. So <laughs> that's what we're countering with. While you've got Finn Balor and goddamn Becky Lynch, we're countering with Hamilton Ham Porter in a couple weeks. That's what's going on on 
jobbing out where I can't even book all of my own fucking hosts on the show. You got a host leaving, another one. Yeah, another right. One Start, to join dude, this you. asshole literally is starting another you podcast. Great podcast. He's starting a competing podcast. He's starting a competing fucking podcast. What do I do about this? What do I what even the, do? What is the other podcast about? I don't. Know. I mean, I know wrestling. Wrestling but I mean, is it like this? It's probably the same guy. It's not a whole lot of unless you're Eric Bischoff. You can't exactly do it. It's something much different. You know what I mean? I know yours is more of an interview-driven podcast, which I appreciate yeah. and I, I get that, and God bless you for that. But my God, man. Yeah, listen to Migs versus the World of Wrestling. It's much and better mine, than this. And mine's only interview-driven because I'm, I just don't have I, – I, I almost never finish watching Raw and SmackDown. It's I don't usually blame like you. By the time the next week happens is when I finally finish watching them. I really – I had a moment. I'm not kidding, dude. I had a moment where I was like, all right, when I get home, I'll watch Raw and SmackDown because I do a wrestling show. And then I said to myself, there's no chance. There's mm-hmm. no chance I'm watching Raw or SmackDown this week. It's not happening. I'm five weeks behind on NXT, which I actually like. That's yeah. a show I actually enjoy, and I'm five weeks behind on it. And I, I don't think I'll get together. I, will, I don't think that I will be able to watch it before uh, Saturday night, and we got to do this. So that's yeah, I just on. finally purged all my Lucha Underground. I had 37 episodes. You really? I'm behind. I, I was like, God you know, bless. there's not enough time, and I just can't watch wrestling from the minute I Dude, wake up to the minute I go to bed. As I, much as I love it, uh, no doubt. it's just too much. No doubt, man. I'm oversaturated. It's why like, I always talk about, like, boy, it'd be great to have more wrestling. No. No. <laughs> No. Yeah, if I was 15. <laughs> yeah, right. When we were kids, could you imagine having all oh, these freaking shows and all these podcasts? Glorious. Like, I, I would. That would be great. Uh, I'd have, a, in a weird way, a life. Like, I'd have things to do. Like, I can't imagine who's listening to this show. Like, it really does. It, like, it's amazing to me that anybody listens to this show. There's so much wrestling during the course of a week. How do you have time to additionally listen to this show about wrestling? It makes no fucking sense. Whatsoever. Especially when the host can't even listen to yeah, it. Yeah, correct. It's a great point. All right, uh, real quick, uh, plug what's coming up with Defy, and then we'll get into the picks. Uh, Defy Loud's going to be happening on July 13th. Uh, I love it. Uh, John Hennigan, John Morrison, yeah, he's man. going by Johnny Defiance, and he's taking on Ravenous Randy Myers, who, uh, if you're a fan of watching Impact, I know it's another show of the many to watch on television. Huh. You might have seen a small clip that they showed of Randy Myers wrestling Sammy Callahan at a past Defy show. I only bring it up because Randy Myers is, is truly an undiscovered talent. He trained over at the Heart Dungeon. Uh, he is incredible in the ring. He's got character, charisma, ability, and that match is going to be insane. So uh, if, if you do not have Randy Myers on your radar, I suggest that you do and just look him up and check out some of his past matches. The guy is incredible, and I I only hope that great things happen to him this year, and it seems like he continues to have these awesome matches with named guys, including Johnny Defiance. Well, DefyWrestling.com is the website to find out more, and my God, they couldn't be expanding any quicker. Like, Defy's going to take over the wrestling world pretty soon. Dude, it's uh, nuts. And and it's like we just had MVP, and and he even said in the ring, he's just like, you know, I'm at the end of my career. But being in this ring, in, in this crowd, in this vibe makes me want to do it for a few more years because of just the amount of love. And him and Swerve, Shane Strickland, put on an insane match. It was so much fun. You guys need – I know that's I'm, a little bit of a, a process no, dude, to get I, to Seattle, but you got to get to oh, Seattle to, to experience Defy at Washington Hall. I, I'm thinking of the – I think it's the September 8th show. I may be out there for that. Nice. And I'm, oh, yeah. are, you gonna, and I'm, are you doing it for your other podcast to cover it? For exactly. This motherfucker. Know. This mother – we'll deal with that later. <laughs> God, I wanted to deal. I wanted to have you, me, and AJ both deal with it. No, I can't. God, this. I'm just. I got nothing. I got just do the stupid picks. Let's get to it. All right. Oh, uh, <laughs> we'll make a bet. We'll make a bet. Um, 
Because we've just been awful with paying off our bets, too. we we got to do something about that. I don't know what it is. It's is. I'm barely hanging on right now, so I'm sorry. I haven't paid off the bets, but we'll get there. Um, th- we'll do, because what we've realized is that like the more we simplify them, the more likely they are to be paid off at some point. So in honor of this being money in the bank, uh, and I still want to incorporate the music into this so okay. you'll understand. But what's going to happen is uh, the loser is going to have to make a twerk video. Now, I realize we're about five years behind on when twerk videos were a thing, but just bear with us. Twerk video while someone sprays money all over their back. All right? So that's what's going to happen. If one of the three of us loses, we're white, so we're going to do a hip-hop song. We'll do Mo Money, Mo Problems, which everybody knows is the greatest hip-hop song ever. That'll be playing in the background for our twerk video. If AJ were to lose, he's got to somehow figure out a way to twerk to ACDC because he's going to have Money Talks by ACDC playing in the background of his own twerk video. All right? Everybody All right. good with this? Yes. Very good. Sounds good. Uh, it starts on Saturday night with uh, NXT Take... We're still calling them NXT TakeOver, by the way. Is, like, is there ever going to be a day where we're going to call it something else? No, it's like, just, are they going to name it's these like, things at some point? No, it's, it's, it's like In Your House. Well, I guess they did start naming In Your House things. They did things. do that, correct. But, you know, for the first 12 or so, it's just yeah. In Your House 12. NXT TakeOver, wherever this is. What, we, I don't even know. Chicago. Oh, it's Chicago, right. They've That's why a, it's called NXT TakeOver Chicago. Well, I know, but I didn't know that. That's why I said wherever this is. That's why I said that. All right, Saturday night. Go ahead. Just get to the picks. Uh, first match, we got uh, Ricochet versus the Velveteen Dream. Migs, of course, uh, you're part of the, the gang, so we don't like have to make you go first every time. But right. since AJ isn't here, we'll allow you to go first on the first one. Uh, you know, I, it doesn't matter who wins. We all win just by getting the watch. This that match. is yeah, but yep. I got to say, I mean, I, I feel like Ricochet, this, the win means more for him than it would. Uh, Velveteen Dream is, is, is so over, and obviously Ricochet is well on his way to being super over. I think Ricochet wins and beats Velveteen Dream, but it's going to be – I don't know if it's the match of the night. That's the crazy part because there's another match that's coming up that might be the match of the night. But it's damn, it's going to be close to being the match of the night. Um, the, the truth is I think Ricochet is too white hot at the moment for him to take a loss, whereas I think that the, the Dream yeah. can, can handle it. Like, I don't think it's a problem for him. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Ricochet's the pick. Yeah, I mean, Ricochet, I think, has more immediate future. Like, they have plans for Ricochet, whether it's pushing him up the NXT ranks or putting him on the main roster. I don't think they have those same plans for Dream, mainly because of his age. They, they can, you know, take their time with Velveteen Dream and as good and as over as he is. There's really no rush with him. So, yeah, Ricochet's going to win this one. All right. Next one. Uh, next one we have for the NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. Um, I don't see any reason why, you know, I, I, I'm just, I think we're all working on the assumption Nikki Cross is going up soon, but I don't think that she's going to have a championship in that time. No, Shayna Baszler wins this. She's too dominant. It would be stupid to, uh, to bail on that right now. Yeah, I agree. I do think uh, Baszler could lose in the semi-near future, but I would see it more being like against Kyrie Sane, you yeah, know, kind of like kind of going yes. back to the Mae Young Classic rather than Nikki Cross. I think it's going to be a very good match. I, I'm really intrigued by these two, but uh, Baszler's going to win. Yeah, I just hope Nikki Cross gets back with uh, Sanity because her by herself is it's uncomfortably weird when she's on the mic and when she's doing her freaky, crazy crap. Uh, so I would like to see her go back with Sanity. Uh, Shayna Baszler's going to win. I think I think that ultimately I'd be surprised if she's not part of Sanity on the main roster in the next couple right. of weeks. I would be surprised by that. Like, why? It might literally be that the only reason that they waited to get Sanity on TV is to, to sort of get let this get through. They wanted Nikki Cross to get a singles match for the championship, to have a moment, to sort of make her more relevant going to the main roster. 
I, I just I think it all kind of plays out the right way that you have Nikki Cross do this and then she moves on and she joins them on the main roster afterwards. All right. Next match, we have uh, the NXT tag titles are on the line as the Undisputed Era, represented by Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, take on Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Uh, I go first. I kind of want to say Lorcan and Burch just because that was It'd the, be really cool. Well, and it was the uh, Caps Goals uh, song this uh, uh, year. If you say so. It, it was. <laughs> they, they, played the, uh, they played Oni Lorcan's theme every time they scored a so goal. So random. It, yeah, the the, uh, the music guy's a wrestling fan and really liked it, thought it worked. So, you know, kind of ride that way. No, it's not going to happen. Undisputed Era is going to win Obviously, this. Obviously, yes. Uh, Migs? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a bald man, so it pains me to not side with the follically challenged Orny and uh, right, right. Birch. But, uh, I mean, had, had Undisputed Era, they win. Come on. Yeah, I mean, look, I, Undisputed Era is, uh, era is obviously loving, uh, winning this. I think it's cool that they're giving uh, Lorcan and Birch, you know, an opportunity on a takeover. And it sort of yeah. makes me wonder if they think that maybe – there's something for them on the main roster at some point in, in the coming months. I mean, it's, a, it's super crowded in the tag team picture on the main roster. And as we talked about last week with Simon Gotch, the awesome NXT tag teams are not working on the main roster. But I'd still be down for giving Lorcan and Birch a shot on the main roster at some point. I mean, how long has only Lorcan been in NXT? A while. I mean, like, yeah. eight, at some point, like, you've got to do something. And, and right? they just gave Birch the full contract for a reason, you would think. Yeah, so. you would think so. So I think that this is a, an opportunity for them to sort of try to move towards the main roster. And I, I love that Simon interview. Just I never thought about the whole women's revolution. It is fascinating, that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like that, that, that's what's taken the time away. Now, you, it doesn't make it okay, right? Like, you should be able to do all of these things functionally. But it's driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts watching the number of tag teams that have been unbelievable right. on NXT that have just been just stale crap at the well, next I mean, there's, level. There's not enough time for tag teams when you have, uh, uh, you know, obstacle course things for... Uh, Was that a thing? Oh, Bobby yeah. Do. I mean, Jesus you really got to work oh, in those things. Yeah. It's more important. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking Dawson and Wilder are on that goddamn show and right. can't get shit. Dawson and Wilder, who are fucking amazing and they can't get shit on that show and they are obsessed with giving more to this shit Bobby Lashley Sami Zayn storyline it's it, it, it's gotten to a point where Sami Zayn came out and I I didn't want him to be on my television oh no not right now and we, yeah I, like I love you I, I love Sammy I love but as you, long as Sammy. it's involved with this I, I don't I, want him on my get TV. away get away yeah oh god I hate I mean, everything Sammy's making that even slightly tolerable but I mean, even that, that even just, this week he was to how great Sami Zayn is that sure that is Dude, I watch Grey's Anatomy. I watch Station 19. I know bad television. Wow. And that is the wow. worst television. It's having Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn doing this sister bit. Oh, and man. still, Sami Zayn figured out a way to make it entertaining. It, but even this way, he was no, I mean, he was rough. He was rough, well, I mean, too. he like, knows like, what he's doing. Yes, I mean, you know that's, I mean? The, like, that's the thing. It, it was, it's what it was scripted and everything. But, like, oh, man. Ugh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it drives me nuts with the tag teams, man. But, yeah, that was fascinating. Simon Gotch sort of saying, hey, and, and he was very quick when I asked the yeah. question. Like, he didn't have to think about it at all. He's clearly yeah. given it a lot of thought. He's like, look, man, what happened was tag teams. The tag segments went to the women. Right, correct. We, we gave them to the women. And now, you know, that's just what it is. And the problem is when the WWE looks at the tag division and says, hey, we also have to use that for the, for the singles wrestlers that we have nothing for. Right? right. Like that we have to put Cesaro and Sheamus together and we have to put, and nothing against Cesaro and Sheamus who have been wonderful, right? Like they've been unbelievable. Uh, we have to put Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy together because we can't figure anything out for them and they have not been wonderful. They've just sort of been meh. Um, but like 
now now the the space that you do have is being taken away by singles performers. So your tag teams, like the the ones that should be working together, get nothing, and it breaks my heart, man. It really does. It really makes me very sad. Yeah. Uh, moving on though, uh, NXT title on the line: Alistair Black, Lars Sullivan, Migs. I mean, do you even need to ask me? Um, I mean, I of I, course, I, Alistair Black. I, I know you want to have sex with Alistair Black. I know that like He's you dream you dream about him at night. Um, so I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah, look, I, I don't know why we're kidding ourselves. This is the only thing about, like, there's a part of me that's a little bit bummed out about this NXT card only because so many of these at matches seem so obvious. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. there is no world in which Lars Sullivan is beating Aleister Black for the title right now. Which well, isn't the takeover we went to in uh, New Orleans. I gotta say, I mean, I, I, I wasn't a hundred, I was never sold on Lars Sullivan. I was just like, oh, he's just a big, clunky guy, but man. He won me over during that that crazy no, ladder I think match. So I, think I think there's think something be there. A great match. It's just not right now. You've been hot yeah, shotting the right. title month to month for the last, you know. True. Like it, this is, I mean, this is the perfect opponent for his first defense because it sure. gives him a credible defense. It's someone, you know, he's not going to lose anything by losing to Alistair Black. But, it's a perfect first defense, but in no world is right. he winning it. But notably, I do think that they could do something where Lars Sullivan could win the belt this summer. Right. I absolutely think they could go that direction and then use Lars Sullivan as how you have Velveteen Dream pursue the belt in the future or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, although that pushes off Adam Cole. I mean, like, at some point, Adam Cole has to get the belt. Like, Unless I mean, they just push him up. I guess. Um, I don't know. But, you know, there's all these options. But none of them are Lars Sullivan winning the strap on Saturday <laughs> night. That's <laughs> not happening. And uh, the final match of the evening is uh, Gargano and Ciampa yeah, in, and a, in a Chicago street fight. Right. And this one's tricky because it's, it's so... You're, you're so inclined to say, well, Ciampa has to win here. You know, like, you're so inclined to say, you can't do this again and not have Ciampa win, right? Like, he's got to get the win for him. I, I get that he's sort of impervious to wins and losses because he always gets his heat back, but at some point he has to have won a match that mattered or else what is the point of doing all of this? I think we're also kind of working under the assumption that this is probably Gargano's moment to move up as well, although... You know, I'm talking about moving up a couple of people, and and that would seem to make more sense after the summer. Um, I, don't, I think Ciampa has to win. I think he has to win. I'm with you that Ciampa has to win. I'm not with you that this is going to be a win that pushes Gargano and, up and to that, the main and roster. Right, that could wait until SummerSlam. I, I think that the only reason to do that, like I'm, I'm against doing this match. The first match was just so perfect and such a perfect cap on it that I'm, I'm even though I, I love what they're doing both on social media and on on screen that, you know, it's hard for me to complain too much about, you know, getting to see this again. Like, there's no way this match is going to hold up. Like, it's more or less the same stipulation. It's a street fight. Yeah. Like, there's really no change to it. Um, I don't know. You say that, man. I, I mean, it's going to be These a great match. Really fucking yes, good, it's dude. going to be a great match, but just that first match was so perfect. I hear you. Um, I, I think that this is the reason to do a similar match here is that you want to do something big for that third blow-off match. You want to do a three stages of hell match. You want to do a, you know, whatever the the really big matches that you haven't seen in a while. That's the reason to make it so similar and to get the rubber match you need Ciampa to win here. Migs? Yeah, I'm I'm going with Ciampa. It's the best rivalry in wrestling right now, and I I just don't see that. I don't want it to end yet. I don't think I, I can't imagine anybody wants it really to end just yet. So 
Uh, the best way to make that continue is to have uh, Champa win. I don't know how. It could be something crazy where that gives you more reason to continue this rivalry. But uh, it, it's one of those rivalries where I'm fine with seeing these guys wrestle at every takeover. Yeah. I won't be bored by it. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, uh, these two dudes are unbelievable. All right. When we come back in, we will make our picks for Money in the Bank on Sunday night. That's next. He's Steve Miggs. That's Aaron Oster. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Jobbing Out. Get sizzling summer savings on a huge selection of new Mitsubishis this month at Jerry's. Are you shopping SUVs? Then you owe it to yourself to check out a Mitsubishi Outlander or the new Eclipse Cross at Jerry's, both with 0% financing available, plus no payments until September. Or drive off in a new Mitsubishi Mirage from Jerry's for as low as $9,100. Plus, every new Mitsubishi comes with Jerry's exclusive extended service care. Visit Jerry's Mitsubishi today on Joppa Road and online at jerrysmitsubishi.com special financing with approved credit sale ends 6-30-18 back in here for segment number two of Chobbing Out Glenn Clark Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone and Steve Miggs our, uh, our again, our third mic now uh, from out in Seattle is with us as we get into our picks for Sunday night. Money in the bank from Chicago. Will CM Punk show up? First question. Oh, no, Ooh. no, you don't think so? <laughs> no. I mean, he ain't got shit. No. he's got shit going on in his other career. And we'll get to that in segment My three. God. We'll get to that in segment three. Oh, what an embarrassment. Yeah. Um, the, the other hot take, by the way, from wrestling people right now is like, how dare you make fun of CM Punk for living out his dream? Dude, my dream is to be a fucking astronaut. That doesn't mean NASA should let me on a rocket. Like, are you fucking... If you can't... If you're not qualified to be a part of your dream, you shouldn't be doing it. I'm not making fun of CM Punk. God bless him for, for whatever reason, the UFC allowing him to do this. Yeah. He's not right. good enough. And it is embarrassing. It's embarrassed. They should be embarrassed. And I think at this point they finally are. He should be embarrassed. Everybody should be embarrassed. It would be like the – remember when the baseball teams used to let Garth Brooks like play in spring training? Yeah. It would be like them, one of them saying, by the way, we're going to do it this year during the regular season. Right. It's, at some point it stops being cute. It's no longer like – it's one thing to say, hey, Tim Tebow can play in the minor leagues, although Tim Tebow's actually played kind of well. Um, it's one thing to say Michael Jordan can play in the minor leagues, right? Like you're not really hurting anyone all that right. much. This is bullshit. And if you're a fan of the UFC, you should honestly be afraid that this is like the beginning of the end. That you're getting to the point where you're so fucking desperate to make money that you just let a guy go out there that is wildly unqualified to be there. That says to me your company is not in a stable position. If you can't. Somebody post something I thought was really funny. It was just like, the guy's been training with the best jujitsu house. Yes. At, you know, for how many years? Three About years. three years, yes. And he still looks like, they said, it takes effort to look that bad if yes. you've been training that long. Yeah. There, there was someone said, like, you could take random, like, 18-year-old off the street, train him the way you did, and there's no chance they look that bad. I mean, I, stop thinking that you're so smart because you're the guy that refuses to make fun of CM Punk. We're not really make funny, making fun of CM Punk. Like, we're sure. kind of making fun of CM Punk because... He's that bad. He's that bad, right? Like, but what we're really making fun of is the fact that the UFC allowed this to happen. It's yep. embarrassing. Stop telling me about, well, he makes money. If all you're doing is anything to make money, you're just a whore. That's it. You're not a successful company. You're not a successful sport. You're, you're a joke. You're irrelevant. 
That's what. And by the way, Bellator has done a great job of being that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, if that's what you want to be, if you want to be a and joke, it's kind of fun. Some people yeah, like that. Absolutely, by all means. But you're not. You don't matter. ESPN shouldn't be covering you. Nobody should be covering. And by you. the way, CM Punk would lose in Bellator too. Oh yes, there's no CM Punk would lose to anywhere on the planet. It, yes. It's it's laughable that this has continued. So stop with your hot takes about how funny you know like. Oh God, you know, I, I just happen to think it's amazing that he's pursued his dream. No, it's not. It's not amazing. It's amazing if you pursue your dream and work from the bottom up and you deserve the opportunities that you get. Somebody handing you something is not amazing. There's nothing amazing about that. My fucking God, how stupid is it? That's why uh, it's, like the, it's the plot to the world's shittiest Disney movie. It's it's yeah. it's not even. I would actually <laughs> rather watch that goddamn I'm gonna tell a true story right now. Okay. I've been to jail. I think I've, I've admitted you, to that openly. I have served time in jail in two states. It's a true story. True story. Two states. In two states, I've served time in jail. It's a really weird story. It's not. It's, it's in no way as badass. It's a really weird story. <laughs> <laughs> I went to jail in Maryland, and it was fine. It was totally fine. I spent a couple days there. It was totally fine. Right up until the last moment of the day, which was when they said, ah, it's movie time. Everyone can gather in the common era, area and watch the movie that we show you. The most inhumane thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. They showed Here Comes the Boom with Kevin James as the teacher that became a mixed martial arts fighter. I thought jail was going to be all right. I was like, you know what? I can get through this, man. I can survive my experience in jail right up until they said, and now you have to watch Here Comes the Boom. Fuck you, Maryland jail. <laughs> God damn it. And then right. he has high school wrestling experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Mick Foley. God. God, I can't. The, the hot takes regarding CM Punk just drive me fucking nuts. All these wrestling people are like, you know, I applaud CM Punk. For what? And meanwhile, they're the first people who say, this guy doesn't belong on WWE right. because he's not good enough. Right. It'd be like applauding fucking, you know, Donald Trump Jr. for being born. <laughs> He hasn't fucking done anything! My God! All right, sorry. Now wow. That See, you, you just ruined our entire third segment, too. I know. I don't care. We'll do something. We got to talk to Steve Skyfall. I mean, we got to do, do that. <laughs> Go ahead. He's got to be going to be a great guest, by the way. I'm going to feel so. I'm going to be like such an asshole when this guy is like the best guest we've ever had, right? Like, mm -hmm. when he's the one that comes on here and gives us something that we've never heard before. And, of course, th this is the same reaction you had to, like, Drew Gulak and all these guys no, who, like, became something. not at something. all. Dude. I was fine with talking to Drew Gulak. You're a liar. <laughs> I never reacted like this when you said Drew Gulak was coming on. You're a In fact, I was excited because he was in the fucking uh, uh, Cruiserweight Classic. You're just making shit up now. I'm not excited about talking to this guy, but I hope he's the best guest we've ever had. <laughs> Do your thing. Boy, that is not a good uh, yeah. tease for the rest of our show. Eh, we'll talk to uh, 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 Joey, uh, Joey Skymall. I don't, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> <laughs> what if it does go great? He's like, those guys were awesome. I know, I'm right? Gonna he's going to and he's going to hear all, all this. Right. He's like, that's the last fucking time I ever go <laughs> well, on that you know show. What? I'll run. Oh, it's a risk I'm willing to take, Steve Mix. Yeah, and then it'll go on. It's okay. We're not going to have it. Yeah, it's we're not going to have a podcast anymore. Aaron's quitting and joining <laughs> the other podcast. AJ doesn't show up anymore. And and Migs, there's no chance you're going to let me part, be part of Migs versus the World of Wrestling. There is nothing for me any longer. It's over. So so th so this is just you. You're you're just kind of like I'm just done. Blowing it all up on the way out. I'm blowing it all up. Napalm, motherfuckers. I'm taking the whole thing down. If I, I will live if, uh, if uh, Joey Skybrains doesn't want to come on the show anymore. And I'm really excited about talking to him. 
I'm not, but I'll say that. Anyways. Uh, Money in the Bank is another one of those too long as fuck pay-per-views. It starts at 7, plus a pre-show, and all that nonsense. Um, ten matches on the card. First match on the pre-show, we got Bludgeon Brothers and uh, against Gallows and Anderson. I go first. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers are winning this, especially because it's on the pre-show, and I don't know who's going to be the one to take the titles off of them, but it's not now. It's not the club. Steve. Uh, you know, I, I, as I was looking through the entire card, I decided that I'm going to make all my picks for selfish reasons because I'm not very good at making picks just in general. So uh, because Gallows and Anderson once did a promo for me for my debut match at Battle Mania, well, I'm well, picking them. Yeah, that's a pretty good reason to do it. But yeah, I hope I'm you never en- turning my back on those guys. I hope you enjoy twerking because Aaron's definitely right. There's no chance the Bludgeon <laughs> Brothers are losing here. Um, look, I, the club would have been in my first rant about the tag teams, except for the fact that they finally gave them something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, they're not winning the belts. Uh, I did think the theory that Sanity would be the ones to do it, you know, is 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 interesting. That that they ultimately become the the team that ends up going up against the Bludgeon Brothers. I like that. Um, but no, it's 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 not now. It's not the club. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers win this. All right. Uh, next match: Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass Migs. I just hope that this is the end of this whole thing, and and, and Daniel Bryan moves on to what I would hope would be a, a program with The Miz, so I'm going with Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, I, I don't think you're doing this again if you're not having Big Cass win. I mean, Daniel Bryan certainly sure shit didn't need two wins over Big Cass. Like, nobody needs two wins over Big Cass. <laughs> so um, you kind of have to have Big Cass win here. I don't know how you do it. You know, I don't know what the plan is, but you, you really kind of have to have him win here, which, of course, then fucks everything up because it means you have to do it again after that um but I, there's just no world in which you needed to have it, it's so horrendous that you ever put big Cass in this program if you're going to have him lose twice to daniel bryan and it, like in what world was he qualified to be part of this to begin with so sadly I, it's going to drive me effing nuts but big Cass is my pick yeah i'm kind of in a my head's going one way my heart's going another my head says you're right that the reason this match is happening is because big Cass has to get his win my heart says, oh, God, that means another match next Terrible. month. I mean, and nobody, nobody, nobody wants that. I'm going to let my heart ride here and wow. just so, so I can root for Daniel Bryan. All right. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going then, with Daniel I, For Bryan. what it's worth, I hope you're right. Jesus Christ, like, I do not want this in any way. But. Like, I don't know who does want it. That's the funny thing. Nobody. Like, Big Cass, that's who. He's the only one. Right. He's but the like, only one. I'm with you. All right, uh, Migs. Uh, M- Migs already picked oh, uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, my, uh, <laughs> I napalmed everything. I don't know if you remember that. I blew it all up. Next, we got uh, Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. Uh, I mean, Roman Reigns is winning this. Which, like, at some point, Jinder Mahal needs to win something again, but it's not now. The, what was the point of doing this? The point of doing this was to try to make it, you know, J- Roman impervious to booing, which is why it was so smart to put it in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking smart, they said. You know what we can do to make sure that Roman Reigns is over? We'll have him face Jinder Mahal. Now, let's see them try to boo now. And now they're going to have a situation where on Sunday night, people are going to be riotously cheering for goddamn Jinder Mahal. I, don't, I, 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 I think, right. you know what we're getting? We're getting constant CM Punk oh, chance Oh, it's absolutely going to be CM Punk yeah. chance the entire time. But Roman Reigns is winning the match. 
Yeah, I mean, you. there's no way that... Uh, I, I don't know if I agree with you that at some point Jinder has to start winning again. I mean, he should, but I don't think he will. No, he does. If you want to have a strong... He's a great strong heel. You you have to need him You need him to I, win some I, matches in order to keep him as a strong I, I, heel. I agree with you. I don't know if they view him as like that. I, I think he's, no, no, no. he's you, the this guy This is who, you but, still trying to somehow be right about your stupid prediction. It, it, Aaron made the had the worst take in the history of humanity. By the way, I, I, and, it was I, not the worst no, take. No, it was awful. Dude, this it was, was a guy... They, they had to pull the belt off of him mid-run because Aaron, he wasn't doing Aaron, well business-wise. It he was, was they were, seven they, months in. I understand that, but they it, had built Aaron, him. They, Aaron, he was not supposed to lose the belt okay. at that time. It's okay. You can just say, I fucked up. I, it You're wasn't so wrong. desirous to try to make it seem like they but made I such a mistake. I wasn't wrong with no, that No, you weren't. The business was fine. They, they gave the belt to him for seven months, and they just sold their TV deal for a billion dollars. Well, okay, in that case, then, then, Roman, then everything they're doing with Roman Reigns and the tag division... I've already said that. Is, that is correct. Everything they've done is right. Everything. They sold their TV rights for a billion dollars. Yeah, so everything Everything right. you think they've done was wrong, that was not wrong. So All of your you takes... Th- correct. My take was just not as atrocious as yours. Your take was dumb. Go ahead, Migs. Go, Migs. <laughs> you guys sound so happy. Uh, I hate this show. <laughs> no one wants to be on the show anymore. <laughs> I would rather, I would, Migs, you and I can do a podcast about bald guys. I would like that greatly. I would like to translate, transition from doing this podcast to doing a podcast about something that I care. Like, how about, are, are you going to shave your head like about, Baron Corbin? I would do it. I would absolutely do it. By the way, best decision they've ever made there. Migs, you right. and I could do, you guys could do a podcast about other experimental drugs that you'd like to try with uh, Matt Seidel, okay? That's what we can do a podcast about that. In fact, we can try them and then talk about it on the podcast. That's what we can do. And do it and talk as we're doing it. Correct. That can be a podcast, and I'm out on this one. Forget it. Never again. What are we doing next week? We'll call it a wrestling podcast. Oh, my God. So (laughs) smart. In fact, let's just keep the name jotting out. We've already put marketing into it. (laughs) Take drugs, watch wrestling. Oh, that's such a great idea. Oh, my God. It's original. No one's ever done that before. Dude, how great! We eat mushrooms and we watch pay per views. Oh god, and that's our that's our podcast. Can, do we? Are you flexible on the watching pay per views part? <laughs> are you flexible? Yeah, I mean we can just pick random ones on the network. All right, all right. I love it. I love it. Oh my god, if we can go back and watch whatever that awful one was we watched at AJ's house, the WCW pay per view <laughs> oh that we watched, was like Great that American was Bash two thousand so or something like that. Right. Where Booker T was like coming out from the rack. He was GI Bro. <laughs> oh god. All right, Migs, make your pick. I'm going Roman Reigns. Because of course you are, because you're not an idiot. <laughs> Go ahead. Hopefully this is the end. Hopefully this lasts two seconds. We get no more of this. Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Lashley's winning. Let's move on. Uh, Go ahead, Mix. Oh, man. I feel like Sami Zayn deserves the win for having to be a part of yeah, all of this. Yeah, he really though. should. But you're right. I, I, I don't necessarily want to twerk, so I guess I'll go with Bobby Lashley. I don't know if there's any thought that they have that Sami Zayn is getting back into the title picture at some point because I thought he deserved to be in that picture. I, I, I'm i with you. Bobby Lashley has to win, but I don't – yeah, it, oh, God, I don't want it. Oh, God, I don't want it. Next. I, mean, I feel like they, they, they got to owe Sami Zayn something special after this is I over. Mean, I don't know that, that Vince McMahon feels that way. You're probably right. I think that Vince McMahon is probably telling him how lucky he's been to be a part of it for the last couple of weeks. And you got to be part of that hilarious segment with uh, the, 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 the men dressed up you, as the you, women. You've gotten 15 segment, minutes of ring t- uh, you know, segment of, of the mic year. time every oh. single week. Oh, go, go. Uh, Carmella versus Asuka. Migs. I hope there's a celebration, baby. Uh, I'm going to go with Carmella, but I think... I, I, oh, shoot. Um, 
No, I'm gonna go at Oscar, but I think I don't think she's gonna win it. I don't think she's gonna win the championship. I think it's gonna be like a disqualification or something along those lines. That makes a so, lot of I'm, sense. Yeah, I'm going Oscar. You can't have her lose. No, and that's the thing. Like, why would you ever get a clean win over Charlotte Flair to just turn around and lose to Oscar right. later? Like that that makes no sense. Uh, the idea of I actually really do like the way that makes thinks, and that sort of buys you two chances, right? Like, so I'll go Oscar as well via disqualification. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing as Migs that I I don't like. Presumably the Iconics or something are going to get involved with this. Yeah. The question is, do they get so involved that it's a DQ or do they just, you know, cost it? And I think that, you know, it, it'd be good to – it, it solves everything. Mello walks away with the belt. Asuka doesn't lose, and, and I don't want her to lose again this quickly. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, Asuka as well. All right. Uh, next. Next, Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Whew. Um like, I want to be defiant about this. I want to say there's no way they fucking do this. But I, I'm, I have to assume that they are. It's not what you said a couple weeks ago. I'm just going to take Nia and hope. I'm going to do what Migs did. Uh, I'm, I'm just, this is going to be a hope thing. They can't, they can't be this stupid. They cannot be this stupid to just feel like in such a rush to give Ronda the belt. Nia's the answer. I don't know how they do that. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know. Nia's the answer. Um, you know, I, I said it this way. They, they don't rush Ronda into this match to take a loss. They, they just don't. The reason they do this is because for whatever reason they feel they have to put the belt on her, or at least they have to have her get a win over Nia, which doesn't make sense without the belt. But um, Ronda's going to win this match. I think the only way she doesn't walk out with the belt is if whoever wins the Money in the Bank briefcase cashes in on her. All right. And Migs? I just don't know when. When did Nia Jax become a bully? All of a sudden, like uh, this yeah, seems like yeah, <laughs> yeah, real smart, <laughs> real smart. Did I miss something? I I might have. Um, uh, uh, crap. I you know, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Nia Jax staying champ. I don't know how, but I mean, it, yeah, I'm gonna stick with Nia Jax. Uh, I mean, that's I, no. You know, what? I'm gonna switch it just to fuck around, and and, and, and I'm going Ronda Rousey. All right, all right, very good. Uh, next. Next, we have the IC title on the line as Seth Rollins defends against Elias. And I'm going first. You know, I, this almost fits. This almost seems like a right time to do it. I, I just, I don't know. Rollins is too hot right now. I think you, you let it roll. The only reason you would do it is if you have some big plans for Rollins at SummerSlam. But I feel like if you have those big plans and you can just drop it at Extreme Rules, I think Rollins wins here. Uh, I think it's going to be a great match. I, I think it's going to be one of those matches where we a lot of people are eyes are finally open. I mean, I, a lot of people already love Elias, but I think it's going to be one of those matches where he, Seth Rollins brings out the best in him, but Seth Rollins is going to walk out champ. Yeah, I, like, I, I really, I would love for this to be a moment for Elias, but I actually, I'm with Miggs, too. Like, I think that the moment's going to be, holy shit, what a match. I think it's yeah. a card where they can allow this match some time, um, because I Just think like they can... Just like with five hours or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think they can do some other things fairly quickly, and I think they should. I think Elias can look really strong coming out of it, even though he doesn't win. So um, I'm, I'm in agreement with all of you. All right. We have the last man standing match for the WWE Championship between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Migs? Uh, I don't think this feud is over, but I think oh this is going to be the time where things switch, where now AJ's chasing the champion. I think... Uh, Nakamura is walking out as champ. I just honestly, I, I, as nerdy as this is, I wish that this match was in New Japan Pro Wrestling so they could have an hour similar to what just happened with uh, Kenny Omega and, and Okada where you could actually have an epic match between these two. Um, of course, that won't happen with uh, 
you know, a, a, a card of 10 matches. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking Nakamura is walking out as champ. Well, he has to. I mean, he absolutely has yeah. to. And you're right. Once he does, then the, the feud has to continue as well. But he has to walk out as champion. I mean, if you have him lose another or not win, I get it because you have know, non-finishes. Non if you have him not win another main event, another championship match, then you might as well just let him go back to Japan. I mean, like, it's just yeah. this is insane at this point. Um, no, he has to win. Absolutely 100% must win right now. And again, I'm okay, you know, if, if you let them be them. If you're saying, hey, we're going to do this two more times, the next two pay-per-views, I can live with that as long as you let these guys be these guys through SummerSlam and have great matches and not punch each other in the dick. Um, yep. So I'm okay. I, I can live with that. I, I'm, not, I'm not spent on this because of them. I'm spent on this because... Why in the We're not seeing them. Yes, correct. So that's where I'm at. But, yo, Shinsuke Nakamura absolutely 1,000% must win this match. I agree with you that he needs to win. I agree with you. He should win. The only thing that has me hesitate is, you know, not that this really has mattered for WWE, but I, I still think of what should happen. The a last man standing match should be the last match of a feud. Like, you should not be going back to a match next month after you do a last man standing match. So because of that, there's a part of me that says... You know, maybe AJ is winning this, and that ends the feud here, so he can, you know, go into something else for SummerSlam. But why did you do this whole thing with Shinsuke if you weren't ever going to put the belt on him? That makes no sense. I'm going with Nakamura. I'm a little concerned that they are looking at the, uh, they're looking to transition away after the last man standing match. Yeah. I mean, I hear you, but I, ugh. They just might as well just, just walk out and spit Shinsuke Nakamura's face, if that's the case, right? Like, I... It, this is insane what they've done if that's going to be how they handle this. Yeah. Uh, we have the women's money in the bank match. Yeah. Oh, I start. You start. Oh, God. Oh. You know, I've really gone back and forth on this. If, you know, uh, Ronda's going to win the belt, having Natalia win the money in the bank match would be wonderful, and it would create something perfect. Um, so I think that's very logical. Um you know, I think there's a couple of candidates where you say, yeah, they'd be great. <sighs> I really wish I wasn't going first here. <laughs> I, you know, then you got to think about whether or not they think that this first Money in the Bank women's match, you know, no, it's not the first. It's right? not the it's first. year. My bad, my bad. God, I'm so used to saying it first about everything the women have done. <laughs> All right, well then, forget it. Uh, James Ellsworth won the first ever Money in the Bank women's match. So Speaking of which, that. there are rumors about him. Oh, possibly coming God. back. Oh, that would actually be really? great. That yeah. would be really great. As long as he doesn't pull it down again. If they, like, tease something where he comes out and, like, he starts to go up and somebody knocks him off, that would be really... That would be a really wonderful moment. Um, you know, I don't know that I can come up with one that I like more than I like Natalia winning. So Natalia's my pick. Yeah, I, I've been saying it for a few weeks now. I think the only, what makes sense is to set up for... Even though I don't love it as a match, it would make a lot of sense. Ronda and Natalia at SummerSlam, you start heading in that direction, and you do that by having Natalia win the briefcase. I am picking basically because I'm selfishly a fan of Becky Lynch, and I'm going to have her on my <laughs> podcast to talk about Pearl Jam, so I'm going with Becky Lynch. All right, all right. Well, I appreciate that if it helps us get to a twerking. I, and by the way, I love Becky Lynch, so I'm not opposed I, to it. That would be awesome. Yeah, and she needs to get back in yeah, no doubt. the picture, so that would be no awesome. Doubt. I, I do. I am curious. I think as far as who could use the briefcase the best, it would be Alexa. Yeah, but the, I mean, like I, you just you just had the long run. That's reign the with thing. Her. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I agree with you that she's the best heel Money in the Bank briefcase holder, but 
nah, I, you know, I, it's been too much. Like, I think that this is a great place to have a face win. Like, I think Ember Moon carrying the briefcase is a cool look. I think that helps her a great deal. Yeah. And I do think that Becky would be a great option as a face to carry the briefcase, right? Like, there's almost an aw shucks vibe to it, right? Where she's like, oh, I don't yeah. know. I want to be fair, you know? Like, I, And then out of nowhere, she just sort of cashes it in surprisingly. Yeah. I actually love Becky Lynch as a, a briefcase holder. I think she'd be great. That'd be fun. Sasha, any of them would be fun. Like, Sasha, I I Sasha has been going, like, figuring out... Figuring out whether she would be heel, whether how she I mean, would I, use I, it. I just don't. I don't want anything with Sasha right now to get away from Sasha Bailey. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, Sasha I, and Lana are the only two where I'd be like, ah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't like Sasha. Well, no one would be ah for Lana. I would be all on board with Lana. As <laughs> <case> <laughs> Same reasons why I'd be all on board yeah. for Naomi. Yeah, I know. I know. By the way, Migs, did you want to plug anything this week? Uh, Peyton Royce and Naomi Thank would be you. my two plugs Thank for this you. week. Appreciate that and. Yeah. The last match will be the men's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match. I've been going back and forth on this, and one of the problems is that, like, the people I thought were that were going to win, being Natalia and The Miz, both did the both had the moment of triumph on the go home shows. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. are they really going to do that? For me, it's always been Miz or Samoa Joe going back and forth. I still think The Miz would be best with it. I'm going to pick The Miz, but deep down I kind of think it might be pointing towards Joe, but I'm picking Miz. All right. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm going to be talking to Finn Balor ah, this week ah, versus the world of wrestling. I've heard so that. I'm going to go with Finn Balor, hashtag cheap plug. I'm starting to think that Steve Miggs just wants to twerk. Yeah. I'm starting to think that a man is, you know, it was his suggestion as a bet, too. Like I'm starting to think he just really yeah. wants an excuse to show off that booty. I got two words for you fuckers, and that's Jinder Mahal. I remember when you guys, no one else <laughs> you know what? him. You know so what? This guy did, so and I won. Um, I, the only problem I'm still having is how do you have Braun Strowman not win? Like, how, it, Braun Strowman's in a match. How in the world does he not Braun win Strowman said beat match? Everybody this past Monday. You missed that. It basically turned into a 3 1 match. I don't care. I know, I don't, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. How do you have him lose any match that he's in? He's well, you have a match where you have several guys, and several guys could be holding him up while the rest of the match is going on. That's fine. He's overcome several guys on a number of occasions. He got out of a dumpster thing that crushed him. Hey, Steve Miggs, how many people have won a 50-man battle royal in wrestling history? (laughs) I can think of one. One! (laughs) One! (laughs) And as I've said all along, I actually have no problem with a face winning and sort of saying, I'm just going to tell you right now when it is that I'm cashing in the briefcase. I would yep. love for Braun Strowman to win on Sunday night and say on Monday night, I am cashing in my briefcase at SummerSlam. I will face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. And now maybe that's the, how I get to what I want, which is a triple threat, because Roman Reigns says, hey, by the way, I still kind of deserve the chance because I don't know if you know that I actually won the last time. And that gets the match that I think that we should have at SummerSlam. I'm picking with my heart as well. Braun Strowman is my pick to win the Money in the Bank match because I just don't think there's a world in which he should lose any match that he's in at this point. So give me Braun. Fair enough. There we go. Those are our picks. Steve Miggs, Miggs versus the World of Wrestling is the podcast where they get really good guests. Uh, while <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Skylar Skyskers is what we got. <laughs> the worst. God, this poor guy. You are the worst radio oh host God, no. ever. He does, he does not deserve this in any way. What's his name? John Skyler. John Skyler. Oh, yeah. All right. Sky Kirstein joining us coming up. Uh, he covers uh, hockey out in Detroit. Looking forward to talking. Is he still in Detroit? He's still in Detroit. Uh, Migs, we love you. You're on Twitter at I'm Steve Migs, correct? Yep. 
Yep. Uh, Twitter, about- Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, you know, for seventy-five bucks, I send pictures of my dong on my premium. Uh, whatever you need, I'm there for you. And you know what's nice about that is that I asked Migs if I could get a discount on that, and he said, "Absolutely, give me seventy-two dollars and pics of your dong." And I said, "Well, yep. it works out perfectly for me." All right, and buddy. They were fantastic pictures. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time posing. <laughs> All right, bud. I love you, uh, despite everything that I've said on this uh, week's episode. I, I do love you. Uh, well, I, it's like it's like my growing up as a kid when when my when someone tells me fuck you, it's always meant as a, oh a no doubt. It's, dev- it's a thousand percent because I want to have sex with you. There's and and no he was in Boston, that. so that that's just the Boston. It's true, right? Off, yeah, you know? there's no doubt about that. That that is a good point. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't go to Boston anymore. You seem oh. too salty. By all means, <laughs> by all means. Like everybody kept saying, dude, admit it, you had fun. I'm like, I had fun because like I'm gonna have fun. Well, it's Chappelle, and- but Boston kind of sucks. <laughs> Let's just tell the truth. All right. <laughs> Love me some Steve Mix. When we come back in, uh, John Schuyler is going to join us. He's a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. God. <laughs> 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 a dick. <laughs> no shit, he's a wrestler. Allegedly. <laughs> a wrestling podcast. Allegedly. He, he wrestles. Oh, my God. It's a great bit, you know, it's a great The whole interview should be you trying to get him to prove that he's a wrestler to you. (laughs) So, uh, John, where, uh, where you, where you wrestled? What's, uh, what's that all about? Tell me about that. All right, we'll do that next. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron Oster, and he has been Steve Miggs. This is Jobbing Out. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values, earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. And now in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Well, hey, before we get to John Schuyler, how about we welcome in the main event before we do that? Hello, sir. Hey, how you doing? Every- this is the main event. Vent, 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 vent. Yeah. Yeah. That's AJ Francis of the New York Football Giants. So I, I you missed out on all the fun earlier. Um, I, I don't know if you were aware of this. Aaron has joined a competing wrestling podcast. Really? Yes. Yeah. What's it called? I don't even know what it's called. He's doing it with Chuck Carroll, uh, who I think still owes us a bit, by the way. Um, he has joined a competing professional wrestling podcast. I think we need to have a conversation about his future here on Jobbing Out. I agree, because uh, you know we like loyalty here on this side. Correct, correct. Like, for example, Steve Miggs, who you know, of course, is the, uh, the host of Miggs versus the World of Wrestling, he would never start a competing professional wrestling podcast. Ever. He would never do that. But yet Aaron Oster, who for my money isn't even as important as Steve Miggs on this program, he has started a competing professional wrestling podcast. I'm not okay with these developments. It's called- Aaron has a lot of time on his hands to, to do two wrestling right, podcasts. Right, and I guarantee he's getting paid about as much for that one as he's getting paid <laughs> for this one. This is my gut. Just my gut, what it tells me. All right, what's going on in your world? Uh, you know, we're in the middle of minicamp. That's why, like... Usually, I, the last fucking eight weeks, I've been done at this t- like at like the time we would record, and I'd be able to record. But today, we had not only did we have mini camp, and it went longer, but um, we had like a community service project where we were like filling bags for like families of domestic violence and whatnot. So 
I didn't get back till much later than usual. So I wasn't able to join you guys, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel good, man. A mini camp ends tomorrow. Excellent. My mixtape 69 came out. And yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, uh, my The video I dropped for 69, like the teaser, in five days, I think has 71,000 views. Um, so it's going pretty good for me right now, man. Awesome, man. Um, not to mention, I came up, most importantly, which will come up later, but I came up for a very good uh, system in which we can grade who the best performer on oh, the Oh, oh, well, tell me, who, let's just do that then. Go ahead, go, ask me the question. Okay, uh, Glenn Clark, who, who had the best match on I Raw have no fucking clue I was watching Dave Chappelle during Raw. <laughs> and that is, by the way, the best excuse I could ever possibly give. As yeah, to why I don't even is. care that you didn't watch Raw. Honestly. Yeah, I, I was in uh, I was in Boston on uh, Monday and Tuesday night of this week because I went up there to see Dave Chappelle, John Stewart, and Michael Che all play together on Monday night in Boston. It was yeah, a pretty freaking great night. So uh, I don't. I, mean, I, I honestly don't know the answer. Anytime John Stewart's the third best comic on the, on the uh, <laughs> yeah right on the card, it's probably the greatest show. show in the history of ever. That's a great point, man. <laughs> No doubt, dude. You're just saying that because he's white, right? That's the only reason no, why he said I, that. No, I say that because Dave Chappelle is the greatest. Well, yeah, Dave Chappelle is clearly, yes. And Michael Che has one of the funniest Netflix specials I've ever Michael seen. Michael Che's killing it, dude. Life. He's killing it. He's absolutely murdering it. He's amazing. You're right. Uh, I'm all in on Michael Che. Yeah, dude, the whole fucking show was incredible. It was incredible. Not to, not to mention, isn't he about to host the Emmys or something? Yes, he is legitimately. Uh, he and Colin Jost from SNL are hosting the Emmys this year. That's a real thing. By the way, there was a really funny line where he said something like, John Stewart's like, man, you know, I don't watch any of these things. Like, why would anybody care? Knuckle <laughs> Che just throws in, but please watch the Emmys. It's <laughs> great. It's great. All right. All right. So, who had the best match on Raw this week? Because I'm just going to let you have it. Uh, well, here's the thing because I missed last week's show, too, because of my sister's graduation. We actually have two. Oh, we actually match. decided last week, though, without you being there. Uh, and who, what, who it was decide? oh god now I gotta I gotta, oh man it's gonna kill me to try to remember I, okay so I had the three that I wrote down that I yeah. thought his options were Roman and Rollins versus Elias and Jinder which was on we considered it yes but it did not win if I remember correctly and then the other two were the Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor match and the six women it was, tag it was, and you know what's funny I said that I wanted to split it between those two but Aaron voted singularly for Owens and Balor so we ended up going Owens and Balor so what did you vote for? I, I voted for both. I voted. I split my vote between the six women tag match and between the the Owens Balor match. Oh, yeah. okay. So it was like one. Yeah. It was like one and a half votes versus a half. You know what I mean? Like the math worked out that Aaron won. All right, cool. Um, so nobody voted for the tag match. That's ridiculous, but okay. Dude, okay. we talked about it. It was a great match. I'm not trying to take it away from it. I just thought they were all great matches. Uh, and then this week, uh, there's two candidates. Uh, the women's fatal four way and the men's fatal four way. Well, you get to pick it because I don't know. Well, I actually think the women's fatal four way was better. Well, okay, all right, there you go. So, where are we then? Uh, we are. Hold on. Through 2018, Roman Reigns is eight, fourteen, and one. But wait. Yeah. You guys sat there. And uh, while I'm explaining what I'm about to do, can you do me a favor and look up who the four women were in the Fatal Four Way this week? F- I know it was, I know it was, uh, oh, it was all four that are in the Money in the Bank match. Right, so yeah, it was, yeah. So um, it was Sasha, Natalia, Sasha. Look at her. Ooh, nice, Sasha. Em- Ember Way Moon. To go, boo. Ember Moon. Alexa Bliss. 
Uh, Sasha Ember Moon. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. And Natalia. And Natalia. All right. So, while uh, you guys, we were on the show last week, I compiled a list of all the people that had actually won matches uh, uh, in this match of the week thing on Raw. Okay. Um, and actually, Roman Reigns is... Hold on, let me... And then I got to add Kevin Owens. Ooh. Roman Reigns is officially, currently, tied for... Is officially currently tied for second. But he's actually, because of the tiebreaker system that I came up with, he's actually in third now. Okay. Now, the way that I did this was, anytime that you are in a match of the week, I give you the credit. I say give you one point, you were in the match. You were in match of the week. All right? right. But I felt like there had to be ways to differentiate. Like, weeks, there's ties, like almost last week. Yeah. And weeks when it's more than just a one-on-one match. Okay. So what I did was, if it's ever a tie or a one-on-one match, I mean a tie or um, uh, multiple people, more than two people in the match, uh, instead of, you still get the one full point, but there's a weighted score in which, if it's not a one-on-one match that you won match of the week, you only get .5 in the weighted score. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I like this, actually. That works. So, because of that, this is our current list. Seth Rollins has 10 wins this year. He is number one. His weighted score is 7.5. Okay. So that's sure. five, sure, five sure. of his matches are not one-on-one matches. Right, right, right. Kevin Owens is in second. Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns both have eight matches of the week. But Kevin Owens has seven points in his weighted score, and Roman Reigns has 5.5. Okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Finn Balor is in fourth with seven, and he has weighted score is, is five. And Braun Strowman is in uh, fifth with four, and his weighted score is three. Okay, th- I'm going to say this to Brian Powell. If you can go back and find out how many weeks any of these particular people didn't have matches on Raw, we could really make this interesting. And that, that seems could- like the type of thing that Brian Powell would be able to do. I agree with you. Yes. Um... But here are the reason why this is all I wanted to share this new information with you yes. is because I wanted you to guess not who they were, but just guess how many people currently have at least half of a point. So they were part of a tag team match okay. or a multi-person match in which it was match of the week of the week. I'll say it's not that big of a number because I'm going to say it's like 12. You are way off. Really? Uh, 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 18 Way off Going th- Which way? Am I going the wrong way or, th- or the right way? You're going the right way 24 Keep going 26 Keep going Really? 30? 30 is the correct answer Holy there hell 30 people who currently have shared to a match wow. of the week on That is remarkable That is remarkable Obviously it helped that there was a superstar shake up in there uh, mm, That, that uh, is for sure that Because there's people bit. like Samoa Joe has just one. Right, and and probably will not have another one. Oh, and year. won't get another one. Yeah. But he has one. Oh. Um the the entire list is you got uh Braun Strowman, I told you was fifth. You got the Miz at six with three wins, two point five weighted. Sami Zayn with three, Bobby Roode, 
with three, Sheamus with three, Oscar with two, Jinder with two, Matt Hardy with two, Bray Wyatt with two, Bobby Lashley with two. I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Banks with two. Shout out, Sasha. Um, Elias, Samoa Joe, Nia Jax with one. And then you have Jason Jordan, Carl Anderson, Lou Gallows, John Cena, who only has a point five as well. I don't remember John Cena even being on Raw, but that's... Cesaro, Apollo Crews, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss, and Natalia. I'm really amazed that Apollo Crews made the list. Like, I I try to remember... You know what it was? Because he only has point five. It was like, uh, it was a a 10-man tag match. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That makes more sense. (laughs) Well, very good, sir. We'd like to, I'd like to share that somehow. I'm going to have uh, – I, I, I don't know. Can you email me your findings and I can talk to Brian Powell about getting these posted somewhere? For sure. All right. We'll figure out a way that maybe we can update that every week and send it out on our Twitter account, at Jobbing Out Show. All right. We've got to fly through these picks because I'm running late, um, and we've got to get to uh, the end of the show. Um, I, so you know, so Miggs was our guest picker this week, of course. Yeah. Um, we are doing – our bet is because it's money in the bank – um, the loser has to make a twerking video where someone uh, dices money onto their back in the process. <laughs> now, I uh, love this. Yeah, and this was Migs. This was very good. I'm, I'm very pleased with his effort on this one. Um, the other thing is, so yeah, there needs you have to twerk the music right in the process, and so playing off your uh, white guys should dance to hip hop and black guys should dance to like white music thing. Yeah. If uh, if one of the three of us loses, we will have to twerk to Mo Money, Mo Problems. And if you lose, you have to twerk to ACDC's Money Talks. I think that you should have to twerk to one of my songs if you lose, but sure. Do I'm you have one that involves money somehow? I have a song that involves money. Okay, I'm done. A, I'm done. A done. We'll make that happen. Very good. <laughs> a rapper. All right, very good. We'll do that. Make sure that Migs knows if he loses. All right, we let, let's run through because we got so many to get to. Uh, we'll start NXT. Uh, Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. Uh, I'm going with the Velveteen Dream. Wow, you are the only one. Um, how about the women's championship match? Shayna Baszler, Nikki Cross. Uh, I'm going with Shayna Baszler. Yeah. The Undisputed Era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch for the tag titles. Undisputed Era keeps the titles. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan for the title. Uh, Alistair Black will not lose the titles over Lars Sullivan. And Johnny Gargano v. Tommaso Ciampa in a Chicago street fight. But I thought that the reason why the feud was so great, the match was so great, because <laughs> it ended the feud. Yeah, that's what I thought too, pal. <laughs> I thought that ending the feud was the reason why it was so important, yeah. so yeah. amazing and everything. Yeah. Is that is that what you guys told me? I don't know if I said that, but I, uh, I'm sure Aaron <laughs> did because he's an asshole. By the way, Aaron is still trying to win that idiotic thing that he said about Jinder Mahal a year and a oh, half he's ago. An idiot. He yeah, still I mean, won't yeah, give up yeah, on Aaron's it. An idiot. I know. Yeah, God he's damn it. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the TV show that Jinder Mahal was on at the time just sold for yeah, a billion, billion dollars. dollars. Right. You're correct. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Uh, Gargano or Ciampa? Uh, the fact that they're doing it again, yeah. I gotta think that Chopper wins. Yep, that's what everybody said. All right, the Money in the Bank, a uh, bunch of matches. Uh, we'll start with Carmella and Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Title. Um, I will go with Carmella. See, most play. of us picked Asuka by disqualification. That was the pick that we made. See, uh, I think Carmella wins by Fugazi Manning. I, I'm for it. Uh, the We're All Women's Championship, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey. Uh, Nia Jax will win that match. Boy, I hope you're right. Uh, SmackDown tag titles, Bludgeon Brothers and Gallows and Anderson. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers are not losing yeah, to the Bullet Club. They're losing to the New Day at Super Summit. Well, you said that before. Um, how about uh, for the Intercontinental title, Seth Rollins and Elias? Uh, Elias will win the Intercontinental Whoa, how about that? Big call. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan and Big Cass. 
Uh, another match. See, this is like the Gargano Chapa match where like they're doing it Why again. Why are you doing so it again? Right. Think- Why are you doing it again? Why would you have ever booked Daniel Bryan big cast if you were just going to have Daniel Bryan win twice? <sighs> yeah. I'm st- <sighs> I'm going to go with big cast, but it's going to be fluke. All right. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn. Uh, Bobby Lashley has to win. Yeah, he, well, I don't know. A couple of uh, Steve Miggs was hypothesizing after everything they've just asked Sami Zayn to do. Don't they just owe it to him to let him win? A match. Yeah, sure. Uh, Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal. Oh, by the way, how did he save the entire like the entire feud with what he did this week? Again, you're talking to somebody who doesn't know. Uh, just so you know, like okay. when, like all the other things they've ever done, like the little skits they did between yeah. them. We're terrible. You know, it's so funny. But, Miggs essentially said the same thing. He's like, that's how good Sami Zayn is, is that he somehow managed to make something out of this. And, he, and it was great. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal? Uh, Roman Reigns is in the uh, match, correct? Yeah, correct. That's true. I've heard that. <laughs> uh, for the, uh, the WWE Championship, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. Ah, Shinsuke Nakamura. Be better. Uh, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, Ember Moon, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, Sasha Banks. All right, so... I really there's so many different directions they can go yeah. with these. Um, I want to pick Sasha in this match, but I really feel like like this is how Charlotte is going to solidify herself because she's done everything like she said on SmackDown. That's true. That's true. And they just gave it to Carmella, and Carmella beat her using it. So maybe they have her. They have. Charlotte use it to get back on Carmella. I do like that. I do like that. You know, I'm going with Charlotte. All right. And then finally, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor. Did did you guys seriously not bet on which member of the due day is going to be? Oh, you know what? We didn't. Honestly, we didn't. (laughs) I don't know, man. It was a weird week. Uh, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and undisclosed member of the new day. I really, truly believe. By the way, I'll let you have all three if you pick the new day. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just gave you lots of odds. You did, you did, you really did. Um, nah, I've been saying from the beginning, man, it's got to be, I hope it's The Miz. And yeah. I, like, at this point, it very well might not be The Miz. But I I, I hope that, the, to me, the only thing that I think could be better potentially than The Miz getting it would be Samoa Joe getting it. Um, I told you before, and I stand by it, I really love the idea of face Braun Strowman just winning the damn thing and doing exactly what he said. Just saying, look, I'm going to tell you in advance that I'm cashing in on Brock Lesnar at, Wrestle- at SummerSlam and just, just doing it. And it would lead to the match I want because then you could have Roman, get, Roman Reigns get involved and say, hey, by the way, I won the last championship match, so I kind of deserve a rematch. And look at that ipso facto, voila, triple threat for the ch- match for the ch- championship at SummerSlam. Yeah. I want that. I want that so badly. I can um, see that. It'd be great. Um, I'm still going to go with The Miz because I think that The Miz should get it. Right. I, th- I feel like The Miz only being a one-time WWE champion at this point is utterly Yeah, ridiculous. I hear you. I do agree with that. You're right about it. All right. Very good. Uh, I plugged it at the end of the show, but plug again anyway. Uh, people can find uh, 69 by just clicking on that link in your bio on Twitter. Right? Yeah. If you just go on my uh, Instagram or my Twitter, um, at AJFrancis410, all my music, my videos, all everything is there. You can find it all there. Um, getting ready just to enjoy this off time before getting back into training camp. So um, next week, 
uh, on Wednesday, I will be able to, or Thursday, whatever day we do it, I will be able to talk to you. Guys. Yeah, no excuses. Play like a champion. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, bro. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And honestly, as far as dates on the local wrestling calendar go, I don't know that there are any that are more significant year in and year out than the Shane Shamrock Cup with MCW Pro Wrestling. It is their quintessential big event every year. This year, July 13th and 14th at the MCW Arena in Joppa. And, like, it's sort of a veritable who's who of professional wrestling that has participated in this particular event over the years, Aaron. I mean, like, we're talking about everybody. Adam Cole's a former winner. That's right. No doubt about that. Uh, Joining us now is a man who will be participating in it this year and a man who's done a great deal himself during his own professional wrestling career. He's been part of Ring of Honor. He's been part of TNA. He's made appearances with WWE. And he's coming to be a part of the Shane Shamrock Cup. Joining us is John Schuyler here on Jobbing Out. John, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, thank you for having me, Glenn and Aaron. I'm excited to be on the call. It's like I'm excited to be uh, participating in my first Shane Shamrock Cup. Dude, you know what this event is. And look, I know there are great tournaments all throughout the globe, all throughout the country when it comes to pro wrestling. But... The Shane Shamrock Cup's been around for a few years. A lot of dudes have participated in this thing that have gone on to have great success. Uh, for you, how excited are you about being a part of this? I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, for one, you know, I've made a, a handful of appearances now for MCW, but I haven't actually made an appearance yet in Joplin, so I'm really excited about being in that building for the first time. Um, but in terms of the actual Shane Shamrock Cup, you know, I've, uh, I've been a part, fortunate, they, you know, have been a part of many of the tournaments that are prestigious right now. When you talk about like the Super Eight, I've been a part of that twice. I've been a part of the Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament and you know the PWXX16 down in the Carolinas. I mean, there's so many great tournaments out there. But the Shane Shamrock Cup is something that I remember even being around. You know, I've been in the business now coming up on 10 years in July. And when I first started, I remember Shane Shamrock uh, Cup being kind of on the short list of goals of things I wanted to accomplish and do uh, because you know I was reading the, like you guys said like the virtual who's who of names that have been a part of it and you know it was something that when I was breaking out in early in my career it was something that I knew I wanted to be a part of and I said if I could get my foot in the door have one opportunity that I would definitely make the most of it I'm just you know really really excited and like you guys said even this year's field is a who's who it's a lot of guys that I've familiar with a lot of guys that uh you know if i get in the ring with i'll be stepping in the ring with for the first time but i mean there's so much so much of this tournament that i'm just thrilled to be a part of and you know very very excited for you mentioned being excited about going to the mcw arena in joppa for the first time is that becoming a, a destination location for wrestlers people really want to wrestle in that building absolutely i think it's got uh that same aura or presence that uh you hear about you know, the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, or, you know, um, the, the classic, you know, like, Sportatorium in Dallas, the Sportatorium in Florida. I think it's slowly becoming that prestigious building uh, right now in the Independence where fans uh, and wrestlers alike know the reputation 
of not only the wrestlers that come through that building, but the fans too. Um, even just a couple of shots that I've done for MCW already, uh, the the wrestlers have thought about how the Joplin crowd is different from any other crowd, and if you can win the Joplin crowd over, that you know you you've really done something. So uh, I definitely think um, that the the building there and, and Joplin is definitely becoming like a landmark or destination for all wrestlers from all walks of life. And no doubt that as much as it, you know, like we like to think, I mean, because we're wrestling fans, like, hey, you know, we're great fans. It really is the promotion, man. Like, it, it, part of the reason why that place is so special is because of who you're working for and there's a reason why everybody wants to come back. Nobody ever comes to MCW one time. Like, everybody that comes and works for MCW is like, yeah, I need to be back here. I need to work with these guys again. Yeah, it just, it feels big time. Uh, you look around the locker room, and it's not guys that are a couple days out of fresh out of wrestling school. It's guys that have been around for years and years and decades, like Joey Mercury and um, you know Bruiser and, and the rest of the guys that have all this experience. Um, you know, you just know, and you think about the list of guys and names that have come through the building, like the Christian Yorks and, and so many other guys from that area, um, that you really know that you're a part of something special. And like you said, like. I know for me, it took a long time to get my foot in the door at MCW. So I'm uh, just excited to have the opportunity. I'm excited to be a part of everything. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to making the most of my opportunity. You know, you've been up and down the East Coast. You've wrestled basically everywhere around the country. And you did wrestle at WWE. You wrestled the night after WrestleMania on that Monday Night Raw. What was that like getting to uh, wrestle No Way Jose in that match? Uh, It was awesome. I mean, I've done several extra uh, things before and enhancement matches and I've done I mean not a lot of people know this but me and my old partner Corey Hollis we traveled around at first when NXT was first starting to do live events on the road we were a part of a couple of those where we were actually you know doing matches at the live events uh, you know we did Wrestlemania access you know but you know all that kind of pales in comparison to being on the biggest watch or most watched Raw of the year Everybody knows it's the one after WrestleMania, the night after. So it was just super special to be a part of all that. You know, it doesn't matter how long or how short it might have lasted. You know, it was just really, really cool to be in front of so many eyes and, and see. And, you know, like, my name popped up on ESPN the next day. You know, <laughs> just stuff like that you don't ever think will actually happen when you break into professional wrestling. Uh, it was all very, very surreal and, and very, very cool. And, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, words can't almost do it justice uh getting the opportunity you know first of all to compete on monday night raw to begin with at all but also like i said that one the night after wrestlemania is always just super super special is there any part of you where like after you get a moment like that it's really difficult when you show back up at a bingo hall the following week you're like oh (laughs) yeah right this this is my life oh damn it all right hey let's go put on a show Yeah. yeah um yeah, no, uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's something about those things the dollar amount that comes with some of them after doing, you know, a live event or, you know, like two years ago I did a dark match with Kane. Like, uh, you know, this is something that, you know, you ask. I believe that's, by the way, that's old. that's Mayor Kane. Let's get that right. Let's make sure that we have. Mayor, uh, Mayor yeah. Jacobs, I guess I have to call him <laughs> <now>. Uh <laughs> But, uh, you know, if you asked me when I was like, you know, 10 years old, would you ever be in the ring with that guy? You know, I've tell you nuts you know i was right. told you you were nuts in 2008 when i broke in like i was like there's no way i'll be in the ring with kane but uh, yeah i didn't like a dark with him two years ago and after getting that paycheck i was like 
I, man, like I don't ever want to wrestle again on the independence. Like, this is <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, I, I do love, um, obviously it's not all about the money and I do love what I do. I don't see myself doing any other job in the world. Um, but these, these other little opportunities that come along are very special. And, you know, you also don't want to kind of wrestle your laurels or whatever. Like you, you want them to, you want them to happen again. And not only do you want them to happen again, but you want more and more and more. If you're in this business for the right reasons, you always want more. So, um, you know, I'm not settling for, you know, just being a part-time guy that comes in and does that all the time. Like I want to have a full-time deal and I want to be there full-time. You know, when you see someone like um, like James Ellsworth come in, do do the enhancement talent thing, and then get a contract out of it, does that give you added motivation to, to you know, because you've done a number of matches, not just with WWE, but for NXT yeah, as okay. well. Okay, or the other side where you're like, how the hell, the hell is that it guy? that guy <laughs> right. and not me? I'm way better than him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll be perfectly honest. There are times when I've, like, when I heard that he signed a deal, there was part of me that how in the hell does that happen? Yeah. Like, and then you don't really let it go too much past that because, I mean, anybody would have said yes. You know what I mean? Like, if anybody was put in his position, they would have said yes. And you're crazy if you if you were to say no. Um, you know, he was he just had an opportunity, made the most of it. You can't fault the guy. Earned himself a deal, earned himself a contract. You know, you can't blame him for that. Um, so then you just kind of think about, okay, you can't really compare yourself to to him or to anybody else for that matter so you just what can you know the only person i can control is me so i'm gonna just focus all that if it's aggravation frustration whatever it may be i'm gonna focus that into into me and and figure out a way that i can you know do better and and get there on my own um but i mean really honestly you know they say everything happens for a reason and i think that's true to a certain extent but i also think everything just kind of happens and things fall into place for a certain reason and you know right now it just hasn't been the right time for me and uh, i think the right time will come along and when the time is right the time is right so um you know there you could have asked me you know multiple times you know why didn't you sign with ring of honor why didn't you sign with this place or that place and the answer to all of it's going to be just the timing wasn't right and not that i don't want to sign a full-time deal with ring of honor there just wasn't an offer i feel like i should have been offered something but i wasn't um, I feel like I would have been offered something by now from somewhere else, but I haven't. But you can't really look too much into that. You can't question it too much because you'll drive yourself crazy. So you might as well just get back on the horse, keep riding, and keep working hard. I love that. He is John Schuyler, and he will be at the Shane Shamrock Cup July 13th and 14th. MCWProWrestling.com is where you get your tickets. Um, one fascinating question I've always wanted to know about enhancement talent, like, how do you go about getting your name for the night? Because, like, I feel like some guys get the opportunity to use a name that they've used before, and other guys just end up with, like, random names. Like, what is that process? Like, you show up at the arena, you get the assignment. How do you end up getting a name for your match that night? Usually the talent has little to no say in it at all. I, I know when I first started doing enhancement matches back in, I think, 2012, the first one I did was against Ryback. It was like a handicap match, and they literally said, like, your name's uh, Tony Andriotis or something tonight. And I was like, okay, I don't know who came up with that name. Right. But you don't ask many questions other than, you know, all right, how much time do we have? Where are, where are we on the show? Stuff like that. Like, the name really, like, it's hard to put it into words unless you've kind of been through it. But, like, that's the last thing that's going through your mind 
when you find out you're going to be wrestling on TV is, oh, I wonder what they're going to call me this week. <laughs> um, uh, but, like, I think things have gotten a little bit more lenient throughout the last couple of years. Um, like, when I wrestled on NXT, I always got to go by John Schuyler. Um, this last appearance on Raw, literally, our producer was, um, you know, Adam Pierce, and he said, hey, what you what do you want to go by? I was like, hey, man, it's the Raw after WrestleMania. I'm going to go by John Schuyler. And he's like, you don't want to change it at all? I was like, absolutely not. Right. And he was like, all right, that's cool with me. It's cool with you. I was like, damn cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm absolutely cool with that. <laughs> you know, because like I said, the next day it was my name that was on ESPN and stuff like that. So, um, But, yeah, it's it's a weird process, a funky process sometimes. Because I know they've given me some real off the wall oddball names before, and uh, it's kind of it gets comical at a at a certain point. Because I know when like me and Corey wrestled uh, Primo and Epico on Monday Night Raw, they changed our names to like the worst names ever, and uh, everybody because we had been on NXT for so long, like kind of started taking to Twitter and calling them out on it. They were like, "That's not you know Scott Jackson and Brian Babakaduch." It's that's Corey Hollis and John Schuyler. They've been on your TV. We know who they are. So uh, it was pretty funny to see like that the outcry and the outpouring of, cool. of fans that were trying to do us justice by making sure that they're going to be getting their names right. There's a lot of other things to be worried about in this world. <laughs> yeah. What, what I go by on TV. What does a spot like that do for you? Do you get any extra attention from uh, other independent companies? Do you get more bookings following yeah, just it? Just tell us the truth. Did you get an, a couple extra zeros in your paychecks after that? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it, it, like anything, there's a buzz that surrounds it, and then that'll eventually wear off. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's the talent inside the talent that, you know, keeps them valuable um, to these independent promotions. I mean, yeah, 30 seconds of TV time or three minutes of TV time or 30 minutes of TV time is good for anybody. Um, but uh, I think at the end of the day, like, it's, all what you make of it and how you use it. Like, you can do a, a 30 second squash match against John Cena and win it at Raw on a pay per view. And if you just sit on your ass on your couch at home and nobody ever hears from you for the next six months, then you're not really valuable. But, like, at the same time, you could take a 30 second match with, you know, on Sunday Night Heat and then be at an independent show that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and people are like, hey, that guy was on TV. Like, right. oh, my gosh, we know who that is. And, like, you just continue to run with it and continue to run with it. So, um, you know, I th- I'd like to think that a lot of the things and the opportunities that I've gotten, both in WWE, uh, the little bit I've done with TNA and Ring of Honor, and the stuff I've done overseas, too, has all been because of the talent that I have and the things that I've done and the the – the craft and the brand that I built on my own and not because of a 30 second or five minute match on TV. I think it's, you know, I'd like to, I can't take all the credit. Obviously there's been a lot of people that have helped me, but I think a lot of it has to do with the, the will and the drive and the talent and not necessarily the, you know, exposure, no matter how limited that they get on TV. Um, you know, this is an interesting thought here too. I, 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 have you ever had somebody that recognized you because of that? Like, I'm sure you get people all the time that recognize you because they're wrestling fans and they've seen you, you know, wherever it is they've seen you, be it an indie show or, or whatever it is. But have you ever had somebody, like, approach you and be like, dude, were you the guy that was on Raw? Like, have you ever had that moment in an airport or something like that? Uh, very, 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 very seldomly. Okay. <laughs> um, you 
know, it's it's happened, I mean, maybe a handful of times. That Maybe literally like five times it's ever happened. Like, I know the Raw after WrestleMania, a couple of us went down to Bourbon Street because we were still in New Orleans and we had a lot of friends within the company. So, you know, I think they got recognized and I kind of got recognized too by like association or something. Like, oh yeah, you were the guy that wrestled No Way Jose tonight. I was like, you know, yeah, or whatever, but I don't think it's literally like if I was just standing by myself on a street corner somewhere, I don't think somebody would think mistake me for like a big superstar or anything like that. <laughs> um, uh, now, when I was, you know, working pretty steadily with Ring of Honor and doing the Top Prospect Tournament last year and, and stuff like that, there were a couple times like in the area here at, because I live here in Columbia, South Carolina, like there's a lot of times I would go out to like my local establishment bar establishment or whatever and people would be like hey man i just saw you on ring of honor dude that's really cool like it's cool to see somebody from the area like on tv and so like it happens but it's very very seldom you mentioned uh, earlier in the week that the shamrock cup was kind of on your checklist of things to do and you've done a lot in your career what what's left on that checklist um some of the other things on that checklist obviously is to uh, wrestle in japan um I got the opportunity to go over to Asia for a tour, um, but it was mostly Hong Kong and China and Singapore. Um, Japan's always been on my checklist, like, since day one. Like, I even said that, like, told the guy that started training me initially, uh, a guy by the name of Bob Keller uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, I told him, like, you know, I'd like to go to Japan and wrestle because at the time, in 2008, you know, WWE wasn't looking for guys that were less than six foot two, less than two hundred thirty pounds. I think that was the edict that was literally put out there. Like, they're like, if you're that small, like, you know, we have to have guys this big. Uh, now the business has completely changed ten years later to where I think they're more open to, you know, size discrepancies and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't think I would ever even get a second look at by WWE. So Japan was always at the top of my list. Um, Mexico is another place that I'd always go. Like. I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest Lucha Libre fan in the world, but, like, I want to go just to say I did it. Like, I want to learn the style. I want to learn the culture. I want to learn as much as I can so I can have all these tools in my team. And when I do make it to WWE, like, I know what I'm doing. And not only that, but, like, I'm a valuable asset um, to the company. And there's somebody that they see as valuable. Um, and then that way somebody's making me look good on TV. <laughs> but uh, uh, those are probably the two big the, the two big ones are Japan and uh, and Mexico. I've wrestled a lot in Europe, uh, and I would love to go back. Um, uh, another big thing for me was always being Intercontinental Champion. I know wow. it's crazy. That's wow. like a weird, weird goal. But like my three favorite wrestlers when I was a real young kid were Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and Mr. Perfect. And those are three of the names that are kind of synonymous with that Intercontinental title. And then later on, like really not, like wanted to model myself after Chris Jericho and was a huge Eddie Guerrero fan. And those guys, one thing they all had in common, they were all Intercontinental Champions. So uh, I always thought that that would be really cool to win Intercontinental title. But, you know, aside from those, obviously the big ones, you know, get signed a contract, Wrestle, WrestleMania, that's the dream. Yeah, for a lot of people, wouldn't mind doing any of that either. Yeah. Um, it's all, you know, it's all at the top of the list. Really controversial, by the way. That answer, just God, you know, like just c- couldn't create more controversy. I want to, I want to win the IC title. I want to. Yeah, I hear you, um, Skylar. Before we let you go, or John, I, pr- I really appreciate you taking the time for us. Um, I, I'm gonna. If, let's. You can't give yourself a spot on the card at WrestleMania, but I'm gonna present you the opportunity to change anything about the wrestling business based on the experiences that you've had in your career. 
you can change anything about the industry. You can't make yourself the champion. You can't, you know, make yourself Vince McMahon. But you get to be him for one decision, or you get to be whatever, whether whatever level it is in the business. What one thing about professional wrestling would you most like to change based on your experiences? Uh, I would like to see if uh, bring back the territories. Mm. Uh, because, yeah, I think more than ever, the independents are really creating opportunities for guys to make a lot of money uh, and even become, I mean, you see guys like Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are obviously the ones that are at the top of everybody's list about how you can make money outside of the independents. I think if we had a territorial system still where, you know, you could take guys to Dallas and then take them up to Canada and then, you know, go out west to Portland and, you know, down to Florida and learn all these different styles, go over to Europe, work for the entire summer over there, then fly to Japan. You know, I think if we had even, and I'll, I'll leave all the overseas stuff out, if, even if we just had the territories again in the United States, I think that would really open up a lot of opportunity, not only for guys to get seen, but for guys to make a lot of money. And in turn, also give them experience. Like, I'm not saying do away with WWE because obviously WWE has done for, you know, what can be argued for some of the mistakes that they've made that have, you know, depending on who you ask, may have hurt or helped pro wrestling. Like, you know, WWE needs to be there. It needs to be a destination that's on the map. But I definitely would love to see, you know, the territories would, would, I would love to see those come back. That's right. Um, because I would see myself definitely as being that guy that would, uh, I don't know who I could compare myself to, but the guy that would float around and bounce from territory to territory, I would definitely see myself as being one of those guys. That's cool, man. I like that. That's a really cool answer. Yeah. All right, he is John Schuyler, and again, he will be here for the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup, July 13th and 14th at MCW Arena. MCWProWrestling.com is the website for that. John, what can we plug for you, dude? Uh, you know, social media, T-shirts, anything. What can we plug for you? Uh, I got a Pro Wrestling Tees store. You can find it if you just search my name, John Schuyler, and it's S-K-Y-L-E-R. Um, I've also got tons of merch available and also ring-worn memorabilia that's available uh, through my Facebook page. It's the Southern Savior, John Schuyler. Just click on a like or click the like button, and you can be right there in touch with everything where I'm going to be, all my stuff that I got for sale. I got all sorts of new merch that I'm literally coming out with in two weeks. You know, I'll have hats, tank tops, shirts, all sorts of good stuff. Um, and uh, on social media, you can find me, like I said, on Facebook. I got the fan page. And then on Twitter, it's at the John Schuyler, S-K-Y-L-E-R. Same thing on Instagram, same thing everywhere else. And I also have my own podcast that I started about a year ago cool. called Preaching the Truth. So you can find that on Facebook through uh, what I believe is called the Russell Force Radio Network. So awesome. um, I encourage fans to, to subscribe and, and give me a listen. Very good, man. Hey, John, we really appreciate you taking the time, dude. Enjoy the uh, Shamrock Cup, and we'll see you when you get here in July, all right? All right, guys. Thank you very much for having me, and I will uh, see everybody, hopefully, at the Shamrock Cup. Cool stuff. Appreciate uh, Skylar Skylarson uh, joining us here. You're going to say on... sorry in case he's he listening to this fine. right now? No, he was fine. He was fine. I enjoyed talking to him and uh, – you know, whatever whatever he does for a living. I wish him nothing but the best. Um, uh, the tell me a little bit more about the Shamrock uh, Cup real quick. Uh, yeah, Sham, the Shamrock Cup. You, you actually uh, threw me off guard. It is I thought you said you wanted to talk about the Shamrock Cup coming out of this. I thought that was what you said. when We we actually talked off the air about what we're going to do in this yes. segment. And I'm pretty sure you said we can talk a little bit out of the Shamrock Cup. 
That's no, I said, but we can because it's July fourteenth oh and fifteenth. I threw him off guard. He said, "You threw me off guard here." He said, "Yeah, coming out of this, we can, I can talk a little bit about the Shamrock Cup, and then see." Now you're just lying to our. No, that's viewers. what you said. No, I'm not making that up. You are making it no, up. No, I'm not. You I, literally said we could talk a little bit about the Shamrock Cup. We did? Yes, you said that. I, dude, I think you're hearing things. I know you're oh, grumpy no, and all. I, I, did I, not. I think you got a little you too drunk totally up in Boston. You sound that. Anyway, six that. six matchups, of course, for the uh, Shamrock Cup. It was a lot of the locals, the guys you've seen around uh, the, sh- the MCW for a while. Ken Dixon, Brandon Scott's going to be. Of course, we said uh, John. We just talked to John Schuyler. Uh, Anthony Henry and Joe Keyes was a matchup. Joe Gacy and Dante Caballero. And uh, the the one inter- real interesting name in it is uh, former ECW superstar and former WWE superstar, uh, Too Cold Scorpio. Who I believe is 75 years old. He's got to be up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're all competing in the Shamrock Cup, the 14th and 15th. And a uh, bunch of uh, other good names. Amazingly, he's only 52. That is kind of amazing when you think amazingly. about it. Like, he was... I'm not going to say a pivotal part of the, the Attitude Era or anything, but he was, you know, yeah, Flash, yeah. Flash Flunk was a pretty yeah, big name in WWF yeah. at the time. I, I don't know about big name, but big I name, hear you. You know, he, he was around. He, he wasn't just a nobody, complete yeah. nobody. Anyways, uh, and also you're going to see uh, Bruiser and then Mark Henry, Rosa Mendez, and Summer Rae all at MCW. Summer Rae has told me she'll come on with us uh, before the show, so I, that's who I want to talk to. So that'll work. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm kind of with you on yeah. talking to Summer Rae for the second time. All right. Uh, we, uh, look, I got my CM Punk rant out earlier, but I'll sh- throw in a couple of thoughts. Um, obviously, the UFC can't let him fight again. They clearly cannot do that. Right. They should not have let him fight the two times that let him fight, and that's embarrassing. Um, the UFC is in a, a, a weird place, right? They're in a really weird place. They just signed this new deal with ESPN. So they're clearly not as bad off as as you would the picture you would paint based on the fact that they're letting you know guys like CM Punk and now Greg, Greg Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Oh my god. You know that's even worse because you could never make him a star. Right. You know what I mean? Like no matter what you do like, now. At, at best, you're hoping that people tune right. in to see his guys. Right. Ask they, right. Correct. Um. I don't know. I'm I'm really I I don't know how you can't be down on the UFC, but again, UFC ESPN still sold on him, and it's live sports. And I guess if you're a mixed martial arts fan, it's still as <laughs> as best as you're gonna get. Um, but yuck. I mean, it's just a yuck time right now. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's working, so clearly, you know, it's I hard guess. to criticize too much. Just like we were just saying He's, earlier about know, like, WWE, I, but they're not selling for a billion dollars. You know, know what I mean? Like this is more. They got to deal with ESPN I'll, I'll and say, good on them, but. Tell me a reason why you would purchase a UFC pay-per-view. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, at least Dana seemed properly embarrassed, not just for Punk, but for Mike Jackson as well. He he seemed livid after the fight. See, but and, that and, actually smelled more to me like he was it, trying to def- – that, That's and Dana White does this, right? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, not, for whatever, whether it's true or not, the, at the, least he had he, – He has no – there's no consistency there. Right. Somebody else could do that, and I could absolutely hear Dana White walking into the room and being like, you know, he's just trying to make himself a star, right? right. Like, that's what we want around here. This is why I can't listen to, to Dana White sometimes. Is because he's he changes his mind. He reminds me just about everybody else from Boston. Like <laughs> he's just such a raging asshole sometimes that like he just doesn't even make sense. And his own statements don't stand up with other statements that he's made in very similar situations. Like by the way, if you're listening from Boston, we love you. No, um, <laughs> it, like he just seems like a raging hypocrite. And like I, I heard him beat up, you know, he's beating up the guy because he was showboating and he should have finished the well, fight. Well, not or just he was showboating; he he sucked. Like, let's be honest; like 
he was awful in that match. It just so happened that he's facing the worst person to ever step into the octagon. Right, but that you should be embarrassed. Oh, yes. And that's the problem. That I, Dana White shouldn't be mad at that guy. He should walk to the podium and say, guys, I fucked up letting this guy have an opportunity. Well, he, he, but Dana he, White, he didn't and this say is that why, directly. He did say, I'm not going to let him fight anymore. But that's not the same thing. It's a completely different thing. That's, I w- it's his way of saying, I was really smart to let this guy have a couple of fights because, you know, uh, no, no, dude, no. You fucked up. You let this guy get on a goddamn card and on a televised portion of the card twice. Not just televised. Yeah, on the pay-per-view, right. Twice. Um, You're fucked up, but he can't do that. This is is why he and – I'm not surprised that he and Donald Trump are friends. Like you can't do it. It's not in you to just say – and this is what – by the way, this is absolutely bleeding. Like my wife can't do it. Sometimes when you screw up, you just screw up. Aaron can't do it about his stupid Jinder Mahal take. Like, sometimes you just have to be willing to say, this was a dumb thing that I said, or this is a dumb thing for me to have done, and I screwed up, and life goes on, but I, yeah, I own it. By the way, people stop making fun of you for it once you own it. Like, I own it. I I was dumb. It was dumb of me to do this, and that's what Dana White should be willing to say, but he's not. He's incapable of admitting that he might have screwed up ever. He can't do that. To him, everything was a good decision. It was always the right move, and then when he makes another decision, that was the right move, too. Dude, you can beat up this other guy all you want. You made the fight. Mm-hmm. You put it in there. That's on you. There's no the buck stops there. Dana White fucked up here. Period. CM Punk didn't fuck up. He didn't. You want to defend CM Punk? He can. He's not any good, and he shouldn't be there. But Dana White fucked right. up. If, you know what? If you were going to tell me, uh, you can you can get paid five hundred grand to go into the yeah, get, get your, your ass, ass kicked. kicked. Yeah, I'm in. Take the five hundred grand. Yep. But the, and the argument to defend Dana Dana White by saying, well, you know, he's making money. You know, he knows he knows that he would get somebody to sell fights. You could absolutely, if you just want to sell something, just right now, go book um, Hillary Dennis Rodman. Clinton, yeah, Hillary Clinton to fight Dennis Rodman. If that's what you want to be, yeah. if that's what you want to be as a company, do that. Tiny you're Harding's the, still doing fighting, yeah, right? You're the WWE. That's what you are. That's what you are. And so all everybody involved with this should be embarrassed. Everybody involved with this should be ashamed. It was a joke. It was clown shoes. As a fan of the, w, of the UFC, I'm embarrassed. As a fan of CM Punk's, I'm embarrassed. Everything about this has been embarrassing from day one. It was embarrassing he ever got this opportunity. It was embarrassing they allowed it to continue. It was embarrassing that CM Punk ever called himself a mixed martial artist or a fighter. Yeah. He's not. He's a guy. Now, that being said, he's a talented pro wrestler. Yes, and that's where and, I think we need to go with this. And when he shows up at All In, which he absolutely has to at this point, there's it, it would be they might as well burn the building to the ground if he doesn't show up at All In at this point. Um then I, I'll, I'll forgive him. Yeah, I, I, might, I, I, I put out on Twitter, as far as when he makes his in-ring return, I was, I was setting the over-under at January 4th, 2019. Um, and I say January 4th for a reason, as that is the day of Wrestle Kingdom in Japan. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, uh, sure. I, I just, I'd be really surprised if he... If, oh, if, I, I think he shows up at all. I don't think he Right, you don't think he's going to have a match. That's fine. Yeah. He might not have a match, but he's got to be there. 100%. I, I, I think he'll there. be there, and I think he'll... Start something, and, and maybe he even makes an announcement of some sort, right? right? I, and and I feel like Wrestle Kingdom. I think when he comes back, he's so you know he he does have the ego. He does when he comes back, he wants to make it big. Wrestle Kingdom is that platform, yeah, and while it. they're trying to move into America, it makes all the sense in the world to let I him have it. the fight. Uh, we didn't spend enough time talking about Baron Corbin's haircut. The smartest thing, smartest oh, yes. thing they could have ever. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been, I, again, we've said it over and over again. They listen to us on this podcast, and we've yeah. been talking about it for 
at least a couple months now. I mean, it's it's I, I like honest to God detracted from the ability to get any traction with him because it's just so laughably bad. I mean, like it's laughably terrible um, what they had done, but it looks way better. Oh yeah, way better with a shaved head. So um, well done, well yes. done there. All right. Um, what else did we want to talk about? Well, oh, Japan. Speaking of Japan, right. we got a huge weekend in Japan as the Dominion event happened, and we have new title holders all over the place. Uh, the first one we have to talk about, of course, is Okada's nearly two-year reign is over. Kenny Omega beat him in a absolutely fantastic match. You know, everyone's going jumping straight to the best match they've ever seen thing, as they tend to do every time Okada and Omega wrestle. Uh, I don't know if it was quite that good. It was an excellent, excellent, excellent match. And this is from someone who doesn't usually like those hour-plus-long matches, and it did run over an hour for the right. best two out of three. And the fact that I liked it says a lot about it, because I don't normally like those kind of matches. It was wonderful. It harkened back to so many of the spots of the past fights. They they used they just very smartly laid it out and made it so you should be paying attention that Something that happened in the first match comes back now in the fourth match. Something that rewards you for being a fan, which is just wonderful. And then at the end, when you had um, the Young Bucks come out and kind of reunite with Kenny, and then they're forming the Golden Elite now, was a great moment. And, uh, you know, perfectly done. Just perfectly executed all the way around. But that's only just one thing that happened. Uh, Chris Jericho Mm, is is the new IWGP Intercontinental title. I saw that. He still looks great, by the way. Oh, he looks better than ever. He looks amazing. Like, his... Again, he's reinvented himself. This is a totally different character than anything he's ever played before. He's never done anything like this before. This is, you know, sheer, ruthless Jericho. Even when he was a heel, he was the, you know... Typically more of a... Yeah, he was, he was the cocky flamboyant, yeah. yes. This is, I'm going to kick your ass, Chris Jericho, I'm going to bloody you up, and I'm going to laugh as I do it. And it's interesting that he's the intercontinental. No one expected this. No, I, I, I mean, you know, it's Chris Jericho. We thought he was going to show up for a couple of matches. Right. Be it. Uh, he's doing this. I would say that it's because of the San Francisco show, but right now he's not even booked on that San Francisco really? show, and I don't really? think he's going to be. I think that might be one of the kind of quiet handshake things he said with... Uh, with Vince, like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to run in the U.S. Okay. That, that's I'm not basing that off of anything in particular. Right. Just, like, that's something that feels right and, and would answer why he's not on that San Francisco show. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing more Jericho, and him as champion is, is kind of amazing. Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. God, he looks amazing. Like, I can't get over how good he looks. There was a moment where I was like, man, he's starting to look a little bit old. And then, like, I see him again. I'm like, God damn it, he looks incredible. Yeah. Like, he just looks incredible. All right, and then finally, uh, some news that could be potentially interesting regarding Ring of Honor and WrestleMania weekend next year. Yeah, uh, Ring of Honor, we don't know it's WrestleMania, but we are fairly sure that Ring of Honor sometime in 2019 has placed a hold on Madison Square Garden. A lot of people are assuming that that's WrestleMania weekend because that would be the only time it really makes sense for them to run Madison Square Garden, especially if they're running the garden proper and not that side theater. Right. Uh, Which... As far as I know, I know we don't know whether that's the case, you know, which side that they reserved. But if it is the arena, it has to be WrestleMania weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no other weekend where they're filling Madison Square Garden. Although, again, I don't know if it's about filling Madison Square Garden. To them, it might just be about being in Madison Square right. Garden. But I don't know that Madison Square Garden lets you hold a date unless, you know. You're expecting. Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, 
interesting. You know, the WWE is running their stuff in Brooklyn. Although, do we know that they're doing the Hall of Fame in Brooklyn yeah. as well? They, they've okay, announced everything, everything in for Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yes. So you know, Madison Square Garden is sitting there, and there's a lot of wrestling fans in town. Hammerstein, you know, would only cap out at right. fifteen hundred, which you know they ran six thousand. Like they could, they could have done Newark, you know what I mean? Right. Like, but if they think they can get Madison Square Garden, if they're willing to pay the money, oh, it'd then, be a massive moment, no question. Yeah. And now that moment. WWE's, you know, not running, it, it's good to see wrestling in Madison Square Garden. I agree with you. It's just so, so tricky for them to do it on Saturday night up against NXT. Well, I, I wouldn't like, do it. That's so you think they, you, they should do it Friday night? I absolutely think they should do it Friday yeah. night. Like they, they two years ago they were caught off guard because. NXT had right. been on Friday, right. so they, they got caught off guard there. This, you know, the past two, or I guess that was Dallas that they got caught off guard. The past two years, they had no reason to think that, you know, why they were going up against NXT. They should just move to Friday, do it, and I think that they, well, I don't know, I don't think they'd outdraw the Hall of Fame, but I right. think that would be a really interesting choice for a lot of wrestling fans. Yeah, it would be. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Actually, I take that back. It would be a very simple choice. Right. I mean, why in the world would you go to the Hall of Fame when that's right. your, your alternative? No, I'm with you. All right. Good stuff. Uh, uh, for AJ, if you haven't checked out 6ix9ine yet, make sure that you do so uh, as it is available right now. If you just go to his Twitter account, at AJFrancis410, he's got a uh, sort of link page up to all of his stuff. You can just see it in his bio. Um, it, it just says... Uh, you know, but don't click on any of that because he's been a jerk today. Yeah, F him. Well, actually, no, it's, it's apparently the football team's fault. But uh, you can check out 69 on SoundCloud and all that stuff. But check that out at AJFrancis410 on Twitter and support the Francis Sports Academy as well. Uh, Aaron, you're on Twitter? At the AOster. The show's on Twitter? At Jobbing Out Show. Uh, jobbing Out uh, email address? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, I'm going to be getting someone from Ring of Honor, not sure uh, exactly who, but with uh, that yeah, show, Best of the World. Away, right? Yeah, only two and a half weeks away at this yeah. point, not sold out yet. So uh, go get your tickets. And I've heard that there might be some pr- semi prominent New Japan names involved. Mm, okay. It hasn't been announced yet. Okay. So keep your eye out for that. Very interesting. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website as well. Thanks again to John Schuyler as well as to Steve Miggs. Uh, for Miggs, for AJ, for the main event, event for Aaron, and uh, for myself, Glenn Clark. I am Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out!